This is NRL Boom Rookies. As always, it's Mitch and Bungard. Hello, gentlemen. G'day. Hello. How was everybody's terrible weekend? Yeah, footy. Who needs it? <laughs> Get it out of here. <laughs> I'm with you. Full support. <laughs> Rubbish. Uh, I had an enjoyable weekend bar the Broncos game. Good old NRL physio. I think I chewed his ear off for three days. Physically? Physically, yes. Well, how's he, he going to rehab he, that? He actually diagnosed it himself. While, while it was happening. Yeah. It was quite impressive. Mm. He did. And uh, I needed more than a physio on Thursday night. But, uh, you know, mm. unfortunately, his skills didn't cover what I needed. <laughs> there was physical scars too, I feel, though. But, yeah, it was um, a good weekend with him. Then I found out some terrible news on Friday night, which I'm sure I'll mention about 47 times on this podcast. <laughs> so I'll save that for when I first mention it. But, yeah, that, that was a thing. And then, yeah, here, here we are. How about you, Dale? Uh, yeah, same old, same old. But this podcast isn't about me. It's about rugby league. Thank God, because I am significantly less boring. Anyway, on to Dale Weekly. Uh, nah, Roosters 36, Broncos 4 at, uh, at the SCG. Darkness, my old friend. The, yep. first, uh, the first one of the I've season. I must say, I really thought Dale would get the first one of the season. Well, here we are. Well, You've got to believe to achieve. But uh, it's... Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We, we we had a line. We've all forgot what it was. How how much points you had to concede. But this is this is apt. Like we when you know, you <laughs> yeah. know. It yeah, felt it, like it, it is when you know, you know. Like when Angus Crichton went over, we should have just started. The, the stadium should have just come out. <laughs> in it. Do you I guys mean, want to talk about this before I like the Broncos were playing minutes? like they were on a construction site, and by that yeah. I mean they were you know industrial hazards to the Roosters scoring more points. Um, Darius Boyd. At least seems to have lined up a lucrative post NRL career as a matador. Well, that's good. So the matador defense is a is a bizarre move from him, but yeah. good strategy. Always um, learning. Hated hated going to the bunker for that last try. A because it was sick and didn't need it, and B because can't be going to the bunker with three minutes to go when the game. You is... and your stupid theory. Of <laughs> no, the it's top. a good it's a good it's idea. Not. It's but not. My Dale, you can't have a bunker inside the last five minutes. Uh, if it's more than if the margin is more than twelve in the last five or more than eighteen in the last ten, no bunker. Get it out, mate. Of here. As 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 Nick Canton would tell you, the Raiders have lost those games. <laughs> <laughs> the rule does not apply to the Raiders; <laughs> yeah. only to other teams. Yeah. So it's kind of like you can't have what's what's the rule in the NFL? You can't have a challenge flag in the last last two, two minutes. It's kind of like that. Just get it out of here. But yeah, worse, but much worse. I don't think it's worse <laughs> at all. I think it's a great idea. Speaking of worse, yeah, I was going to say, what's what's the segue here, mate? I don't know. This is one of those games that like. I was at obviously at the game at the SCG. Sorry, that's sorry bad, that bad stuff. It's bad. God, it yeah. sucks. But seeing Darius Boyd play live as opposed to play on TV made me realise just how much further he's fallen this season. Because Jesus, he's not in the right position ever, ever in the right position. He's like the reverse Billy Slater. We talk about you know Slater's got a magnet on his chest. He's got well, you know the positive negative sides of the magnet. Billy's yeah. got the sorry Boyd's got the other side on his chest for the ball. <laughs> Push it to somebody else. He watches the wingers cover all the ground for him, and then we see what happens in defence. Anytime someone breaks the line, it's like, there's an excuse to not have contact. Mm. When there was no one for Tedesco to dummy to, Boyd looked for the referee. Help me, sir. <laughs> What's that, my excuse that, here? Like that was a genuine. I know it was early in the week. That was only what like forty-five or fifty minutes played. Yeah, but like that was a genuine early contender for dropping like a hunt this week. Well, like, he, there's only, he should have got it, but the fact the team was so bad, the reason why he hasn't got it. There's yeah. other things that happened, mm. but. Uh, Mate, just the absolute lack of effort in the team on the day. I thought I'd calm down the next morning. I didn't. Like, I couldn't see the Shibasaki 
drop from uh, across the field of the SCG. I knew he bombed a try, but it was the opposite corner, so I couldn't see how in the clear he was. I, I couldn't think you're see actually about four hundred meters away. Yeah. So I was like, how did he do that? Next morning, I watched it at work, and I literally screamed and threw my headphones. Like, that's the thing. It happened in the office. I screamed and threw my headphones. Everyone in the office looked at me. Mm. But that was how bad that bomb try was. It just typified how they played on the day. And I mean, I, it, it, like, it was worth a scream. It was. Like, it, it, you would expect that kind of action of somebody anybody. like Darius Boyd who has no hamstrings. But, mate, the guy, the guy is young, chance to get his first try, and, like just, and he comes off the field mm-hmm. and he has the same attitude the rest of the team had. Mm. Lazy, gives no shits, it seemed like. But, mm. mate, like, this is the thing. The next day I thought I'd wake up, because we've had some bad losses the last couple of years, and I thought I'd wake up the next day and I'd be past it. But, no, this is like the straw that broke the camel's back with this team for me. It's, it, was, it was bloody pathetic, and it comes from, it's not like, any reasons why they lost, if you get me. Like, well, there's been some bad reasons the last few years. Sorry, bad games the last few years that we've lost. But you look at, like, when Parramatta put 50 on us and we still scored 34. But that started with Blair throwing an offload. They, they scored off the kickoff. And that in that game as well, we were missing players already before the game. Like, McCulloch was out for the season at that point already. Uh, we had, I forget who was on the wing. Uh, oh, yeah, David Mee was in one of his games on the wing where he, he stunk up for us. There's a couple of injuries in the forwards. You know, it makes sense that we lost that game and, and things went away when, when, when things started going they went away from us or for example when the Storm put 50 on us when Nicarima was ended up on the wing because Oates got injured again it makes sense wow that's the thing that the, happened yeah, there's no excuse for what happened on Thursday night like before the game like many people not just me and other Broncos fans thought you know this they're a red hot chance here they, they've beaten this Roosters team the last few times they played them you know they've, they're full, pretty much fully fit by Payne Haas being there and we put that up, and it's just not good enough. Like, mm. the effort and the excuses out of the club are pathetic too. Like, the, after the game, they're talking about, oh, you know, the Roosters are the Premiers, you know. We taught a lesson by the Premiers. Yeah, but also, like, the but, Parramatta came mate, within, tw- like, half of 15 minutes of taking no, it all the way to pa- East last week. No, what club do you think you are, mate? That's not an excuse if you're yeah. the Broncos. I'm sorry. You have the most resources in the competition. You have the highest expectations in the competition every year. Yeah. They were the Premiers as an excuse. They were the Premiers you beat twice last year. Yeah. They were the Premiers who probably are the worst, were the worst Premiers of the NRL era. And now it's an excuse, oh, we've got a tour lesson by the Premiers. Sack up. Yeah. They mm. didn't, like, that Premiers team was missing Hargreaves' friend, uh, Brett Morris, Ryan Hall. And Mac, Matt Icavalo was better than all our backs, bar Katoni Staggs. Speaking, uh, speaking of sacks, are we going to see any uh, players uh, make way this week, do you think? Well, apparently not. Like, apparently, Jaden Sewer's copping a bullet, which he deserves, by the way. I've said it many times on this, on this podcast. I don't understand if he's signing still. And he got the f- he's been so bad that he got the first shot at the right edge, and within four weeks, he's out of that side. That's pathetic. But he was the guy who got set by Orbison being lazy in the middle. But for me, like, people keep blaming this young pack. It doesn't start with them. The buck starts with Andrew McCulloch uh, and Darius Boyd. Like, I'm not saying sack McCulloch. But those two guys are two of our four, of our leadership group. Boyd is the captain, and when those two aren't putting in like they did on on that in that game, because Mac has had a couple of occasions like Boyd did, but he watched someone run past him. If they're not putting in, why the fuck would anyone else put in? If your um, leaders aren't putting we, in, we often say it with a somewhat facetious tone, but how much of it, especially with those two guys, is down to perhaps some bitterness about how Wayne was treated by the club? There's potentially is some of that there, but this is one of the things the club needs to factor for. If you're a smart club, you make that call, you've got to factor for, well, we've got, you know, XYZ Wayne's boys. Maybe we can't keep those guys around. Yeah, you've got to start looking to potentially move them on. Yeah, you know, and then t- McCulloch was a busted ass before Wayne got there too, by the way. I didn't, I didn't rate him before Wayne turned up. Maybe he's going to back to being busted ass. I don't know. But that was also the most points we had put on us in the first half since Wayne left. Ironically, the first game since Wayne before Wayne got there. So the first game before Wayne got there, we lost um, the semi-final to the Cowboys. They put 24 on us in the first half. 
And then this game was 22 nil at half time. And, and it was lucky to only be 22. Yeah. In fairness. Big time. But, yeah, mate, it, it was. Like, and the Roosters, I don't think they were particularly that good. They just put the foot on the throat and they took advantage of everything that we gave them. Like, they just kept kicking to the corners. We made mistakes. They scored on the next set. It was just winston repeat. And it just, yep. I don't know how you can roll it back in this week. And they're going to do it. They're preaching patience and all this bullshit. But, you know, it's it's no longer patience with this team for the, these guys. Like, Boyd and McCulloch combined for over, what, 500 games. Like, what's the patience there? We've seen uh, Boyd, Nick Milf, Nicarima and McCulloch together for two years now. What's there more to see? I don't know. Things have yeah. to change. Oh, things have to change. And like Corey Oates had a terrible game in this, but he hung out to dry by Darius as well. He dropped three balls that he shouldn't have even had a chance of catching them. And another one, even on the last bomb, where, where, where um, he dropped the bomb for Roosters to score that try, he came screaming across the field because Darius Boyd had no interest in competing for it. It was mm. right at, it kicked right to Darius. There was, there was a, a bomb put up in the left corner to, to Oates quite early on, yeah. and he spilled it. You know, n- nothing major. It was a contested, you know, contested catch in a corner. You mm. see these every week. But I felt like as soon as he went, as soon as that ball went down, like Oates just kind of turned around and went, mm, maybe this isn't my night. Like yep. he, I feel like, especially with him under the high ball, like he's such a confidence player in general. He is. But as soon as that went down, I thought, uh, he's not going to have a great night tonight. And then he like he didn't. bathed himself in front of 9,000 well, people. We're 360 metres in the first half. He's, he's not had a good season. Just yeah. Quietly. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, he had till this uh, week. I'm not sure. I didn't. I wasn't particularly impressed by him last week or in round two either. But well, well I mean, he's d- done his job in the first few couple of games. Sure, he's still I mean, got he's five still scoring tries. tries but, but, you know, yeah. he, he's this isn't the first game where he's had a couple of bad errors this year. Mm. And I don't know. I, I guess I expect more from him because again, every time he plays South, he scores six tries. But some but of these errors, mate, like they're the ones again when he's running twenty meters catching a bomb. Yeah. that's one over his head. That's not his. I'm goal. not putting the. I'm not, not putting the blame on him. But I get that. Yeah, but. And that's it. It's like I've probably in the past, I've been patient with this team. I've always preached to stop overreacting. And perhaps I am overreacting, but mate, that was the worst performance I've seen in a long time. Are you by saying the Broncos they side. should give it to Kevy till the end of the season? Yeah, give it Kevy to the end of the season. <laughs> Jesus just, Christ. Like, mate, I just don't know how. We've all played team sports. I don't yeah. know how you go out there if your captain plays like Darius Boyd did on the week, um, during the week, and feel inspired by that. As a former Pike football captain who often showed no effort at all, mm. I often wonder why yeah. people played with me. So. Yeah, there you go. And then on the other side of the ball, like the Roosters, like Radley's terrible hook on. It didn't bloody matter. They just ruined it. Did it. As, 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 like you pointed, scrum half. As, you, as you pointed out, like to spinning around from the from 15 metres from the ruck to throw backhanded passes yeah. along the line. It was legit schoolboy stuff. We got beat but by it is, the average player. But, but that is, I think, just a mark of how good the Roosters are. Is that I don't think they played particularly well in this game and they won by 32 points. They're, they're, they're going to they're gonna be right up there again. They'd as, like the storm. As we all thought. I don't, think anyone, I, think any of us legit, I don't think any of us thought they would fall away this year to any extent and they'll be right up there again. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're like the storm in terms of they're methodical in their ways. They don't panic. They get to their points and they run their plays and, yeah. and things happen. And it's like in this game, you had Takayaho and Isaac Lee who step up and just smash the Broncos pack after. I mean, I thought the Broncos pack were kind of blamed a bit too much after this game because I thought the game was lost by the handling of the back three pretty early on. They just kept dropping the bloody ball. They had no chance for the forwards. But once the Roosters' forwards got on top, they just kept running rampant over him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Shout out to Isaac Luke. He doesn't get a whole lot of credit. Hey, our, our good friend H. Ramage said he's po- potentially the most underrated player yeah. in the comp, which. He put a, it, you know, obviously an asterisk on it that he's played international football, but. But I still kind of agree. Yeah. It's mm. pretty good. And I mean, for the Roosters as well, Latrell Mitchell's done next to nothing this season. They're doing this well. They're pretty, you know, you can be pretty happy. It's well, two sides of that coin is that he should be doing more, but other side is that. 
He's done nothing. Well, maybe they just need yeah. him to chill and fire up in big games, which he did last yeah. year. So. But it's like one of those. It's just so. Ba- I know people say don't overreact, but the errors the Broncos are making are so basic. They bombed three clear tries in this game. Did two the week before. It's just hard to be on board. And we're going to see the same seventeen tomorrow, bar Jaden Sewer. And yeah, it might we might turn around. It might turn around in the next few weeks. But until Boyd is, I don't know completely changed I've got no faith in this team the same questions from preseason remain and I don't know the answer the to thing me. with Seabold though is that like, and I don't I don't buy too much into this but it's the it, the pressure's starting to get ramped up on him like I didn't mm-hmm. really think about just how poor the Bunnies record was in the back end of the year I think they only won three of their last seven I think was the stat they got published so if you yep. stick those together they've won what four of their last 11 or 12 games or something like that and it's uh, so he has won four yep. of his last 12 games which obviously is not a very good strike rate for a head coach. And yeah, obvi- he flew under the radar a bit at Souths, even though they did very well. Yeah. If they if he had this start with the Souths team, it wouldn't be anywhere like this. Because as you said, the Broncos have higher expectations on them. Well, that was team. the whole rubbish thing anyway. You were saying on this podcast, like round two, round three, round four last year, you th- were saying the Souths played well, but they lost. Yes. Whereas it's not the same thing here. Don't preach patience because Seabold took a time last year. It's very different. Mm. But yeah, and other concerns I've had with the club too. I know we're reading out the Broncos a bit much here, but... Mm. I mentioned this last year, and then Gordon Tallis came out with it this week, that now it's up to 18 players at our club are managed by Isaac Moses, plus Peter Nolan, who's the head of recruitment, plus the coach, who's Anthony Seabold. That's just not good news in anyone's... But it doesn't matter who yeah. the agent is, that's not good for any club. Mm. There's 11 listed on his website, but Tallis has said 18, so, yeah, that ain't good. <laughs> that's just it. That's, uh, that's uh, yeah, as you yeah. say, that's worrying going Who's in forward. charge of the club at that point? Yeah, exactly. Good point. All righty. Uh, speaking of preaching patience, New Zealand Warriors 26. What does that mean? Gold Coast Titans 10. <laughs> He's just sagging. You just, just, <laughs> I'm just trying. Who's being patient here? Gold Coast fans. They're this very patient. The exact game we all thought this would be. All righty. The Warriors Good. quietly steamrolling a very disinterested and disappointing Titans team. Who, <laughs> again, weekly reminder, Mal Meninga predicted them to win the comp. Yeah. What? Have you well, this? he works there. He yeah, does work well, yeah, there, but it's still... a good point. He also simultaneously picked them to finish seventh in the ladder and win the comp. So Has that been done before? I stupidly... Uh, not in the end earlier, I know. I stupidly picked the Titans to win this game, by the way, of nothing but due for it. <laughs> <laughs> you know? One of those terrible picks. You guys picks. are fools. Yeah, oh, yeah I don't understand that, uh, it. They were, the, uh, they were the generals in this game. Mate, yeah. Unsurprisingly, the Mitch Rain starting at hooker was just the same old dreadful player who... Oh, but he was good last week. Data so, yeah. from dummy half for himself Family. like seven times. Uh, and then you had Bryce Cartwright sinking up on the edge again. Jai Arrow was ripped in, but um, you can't expect much from Ash and Tyrone when the whole team's getting beaten up. <laughs> like it, it worries me that Mitch Rain continually darts from dummy half, despite that being not proven to work for the last, I don't know, 400 games of his career. Oh, this is going to sound harsh. He has like, less post-contact meters than a bloke who had like one run. I, I just don't care about the Titans. No, I just can't bring myself... Speech to the crier. To yeah. just like... what Every week we have to sit here and talk about this team. Can we bring in a subject where we talk about something else for like six minutes in lieu of talking about the Titans game every week? Until they just, start playing good football. Honestly, yeah. let's just start talking about like We're our favourite movies in a hat. or something. Remember the Titans. Best what? Simpsons episode. No, that's good. Oh, good. Just we'll, scenes from Remember yeah. the Titans. We'll play six minutes of that every week. <laughs> yeah. Six minutes from Remember the Titans, the movie, instead of talking about the Titans game starting next week. But we should say we should take a point to talk about the Warriors. They, they were good. They were, no, good. they were okay. Yeah, they were fine. But this is that's good though. I, fine is good. Mm. Like you know what I, mean? I know that sounds dumb when you say it out loud. But 
This was a game everyone expected you to win. Haven't had the best start to your year. Got tonked by Manly last week in mm. a home, inverted commas, game. And uh, you bounce back and you beat a team everybody expected you to beat. So that's good. Good, good, good. Did uh, yeah. did they take... Was it uh, was it Mesut Ozil's suggestion that they try tackling this week? Did they uh, try that this week? Uh, did I they know, saw some try bad tries. In they Dale didn't drop trial. the ball like at all. Well, that's good. Dale yeah. Copley's try was terrible. Mm. He ran like five oh, of them. They were like 20 nil up. Or RTS had a pretty he solid game. I thought he was impressive. And yeah, the rest of them, yeah, like you said, not much to read from the game. But yeah, what a shock. Titans keep signing people from south of the border for too much money. They don't work out. What a shock. Mm. Why do people keep thinking this club every offseason got better? What? I don't know. They're the what? Mitch Pierce of football but teams. Off-seasons, their <laughs> reputation wow. grows. But this is the bizarre thing with the Titans, right? Is people go, oh, if it was played on paper. But it's like, what do you mean? It's not like, yeah. good on paper. Exactly. Like I don't understand who's looking at the squad even on paper and going that's a top four, that's a top eight maybe team. They, maybe well, they're I confused don't know. that, that uh, Michael Gordon's birth date is the number of points they're going to score because he's you know he was born in the forties. So yeah, yeah. Well, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Well, it's one of those teams. You look through most of the squad and every second player wouldn't say overrated pretty much. Like I mean, Tyron Peachy, I've never rated him, and he had a massive reputation. For example. Uh, Mitch Rain, another one. Kevin Proctor, again, classic Storm player, never good when he's going to get left, but people think he's a rep back rower, he's great, whatever. Bryce Cartwright's another one. Shannon Boyd's another one. Like A lot of these guys who just like, meh. Shannon Boyd, by the way, six runs for 48 metres. There's that impact, 600k a year signing. But yeah, it's just one of those things. I think we spoke about this on Saturday night. It's like this club sorted it out when they finally stopped paying, giving money to anybody who wanted a contract. When they Before they brought Hain back, they brought back this attitude of like, they saved some cat space, and they just had guys, you know, picked up scraps, for example, guys trying to prove themselves. And then they ended up falling into a situation where actually from the cat space, they got some guys like Nathan Peets in there, some decent signings. Then they did the Hain thing. And we're not going to go over that again, but it was like the Hain thing set the back into what they were beforehand. Yeah. It's like instead of when Hain left going, okay, let's stop doing that thing. They just scrambled and chased their yeah. tail again. They kept, overpay- kept overpaying blokes from south of the border again. It's like Tyrone Peachy told you like 10 times, actually, I don't want to come there. Yeah, and I remember we spoke about it a few times on this show, being like, this this uh, Hayne situation is never going to happen again. Like, yeah. they they got him freak, freak occurrence on a lot yeah. of money after his NFL stint. Make of his performance there what you will. But then, as you say, they continued down that track of, well, maybe we're going to find another gem for X amount of money. Maybe we're going to play it, pay another player who's going to perform better for yeah. us. When when they sign these blokes, as you say, Peachy actively saying, I don't want to go there up until like almost the start of the season. And he looks like it too when he's playing. I mean, he... he that, and that's a good point, actually. You make a good point there is that it is a team that doesn't look committed to the cause, mm-hmm. almost. Because like the point that you make about Boyd, like he, say what you will of his performance, but like... You've got a guy in on big bucks. Mm. Like, whether whether he's a good whether he's a good player or not, he has to be making more impact than he seems to be making at this point. Yeah, and Shannon, Bo- oh, sorry, and Ryan James is having a bad year too, and I think they might be down to again. He keeps getting moved around all the time, but he was pretty average. Jai Arrow is like the only one ripping in at the moment, but yeah, yeah I think that's enough Titans talk. So the yeah, uh, I look forward to them fading into obscurity. Uh, Penrith nine, West Tigers eight. The game that wouldn't die. Um, so we need a breaking bad drop of uh, they can't get getting away with this. Yeah. <laughs> when the pimps in the crib, ma, drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So big drop it like it's hunt from Friday night this week. I was going to say that was a nice unintentional a big fade one. in. Drop Lakes Hunt goes to uh, Matt Bungard <laughs> for making me order vegetarian rice at, uh, at Golden Century. You've swerved me. 
I've been worked. Have I been worked? So, uh, breaking news, people. He's yeah. got away with it for about 20 minutes. Because I think I might have mentioned it 400 times on the weekend. Good, mm. good guess of 20 minutes, by but, the way. Um, throw all the Matt Bungard food ratings in the bin. All of them. Because he has, he's gone vegetarian. Yeah. It's been, mm. it's been like four months. Mm. I told both of you. But this is not a secret. You were sitting in my living room last week when Charlie said, do you want some tofu from the supermarket? And it click, didn't click with either of you. Oh, maybe you're making a stir fry. I was, but that's not yeah. really the point. <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know. Just gave up meat. It's not a big deal. I don't. I don't talk about it. But I will. You, well, this is the thing, right? It's like, it, how did you get out of Goulburn so quickly today? Like after chaining yourself into an abattoir? <laughs> I, are, they, are you awaiting charges, or <laughs> or is there an ankle bracelet? Yeah. It was weird. I went from Goulburn to Melbourne to here. It was quite a quite a day. Yeah. But um, no, two shit holes in Sydney. Mm. Anyway, I just. Wanted to see if I could stop eating meat, and you know I don't really miss it to be honest. Was it was it because you got a dog? No, I mean I had him for like a year before that. I just, I mean, I Link just was too much temptation. Always had a, I mean he eats meat. I would just say it's a weird thing to go vegan, vegetarian because of the dog. I mean it's always been a thing I struggle with a little bit ethically, and I just thought now I was in a position where I could have a proper crack at it. And yeah, to be honest, like KFC aside, I don't really miss anything else. So that <laughs> mm. reminds you that the first person in my life to ever go vegetarian was a kid when I was like nine. Yeah. He went vegetarian after seeing Chicken Run. And I made, at nine years old, I need to make fun of him, but I'm going to make more fun of you than I did that kid. Okay. <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just interesting, though, because like, I don't talk about this at all. I've just quietly done it for four months. And the only time people find out is when they're with me and I order food. And you ruined dinner. And again, you got meat dishes and I didn't say anything. I did that dickhead move, by the way, Dale. I apologize to the waitress for my friend. You know, that's always a good gear. Classic. <laughs> Sorry for my friend. I ordered vegetarian or fried yeah. rice. Oh. Yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I feel like it's kind of like that trope about how like the people who hate vegans and vegetarians are actually far more loud and obnoxious about it than the vegans and vegetarians I themselves. I don't hate vegetarians. Mitch seems to genuinely hate me. I do. Well, that was fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, you played yourself here. Well, wow, we, yeah. we had a long discussion about which Tigers player should get dropped at like Hunt before. You, you two just, <laughs> you you been two just absolutely worked me. Uh, um, yeah, it's it's not a big deal. It's it's yeah. just it's just something that happened, it as is, they say. Uh, it was. I remember we got so we got to Golden Century, which is a Chinese restaurant. If you don't know, and I was with Brian at NRL Physio, and I said, "No, let's wait till Bunga gets here. He come. He used to come here often, so he'll order." Mm. And that's where you were swindled Because <laughs> yeah. that's when you had to reveal And there was a sheepish look on your face When you sat down And I said I'm letting you order And then Can you call it a sheepish look? You can mm. uh, well, It's a carrotish <laughs> or, or an eggplantish. The, the thing is when, when, when we were having a few beers on Saturday You brought this up And someone else said Yeah we've known this for months Yeah So you had been told No, no that, that person That was Dean That was Dean No it was, it was, it was Nick Hampton I believe oh, yeah, whatever. It doesn't matter The point is It's not a big deal it's a it's a deal. Mm. Yeah, okay, it's a deal. <laughs> Everything's a deal. It's as big or small, but you know, it's a deal. It is what it is. I just wanted to see if I could do it, and honestly, I'm feeling good. So anyway, do we want to so speak yeah. about some other vegetables? Remember yes. that? Uh, remember <laughs> that take we had the most versatile meat and the best meat last year. <laughs> Throw it out. He's it's lost. tofu. <laughs> <laughs> tofu is the correct answer. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. Alrighty. As I said, speaking of vegetables, uh, <laughs> Pen- Penrith nine, West Tigers eight. Better segue from you. Yeah. yeah. Look, I try. Good on you. Oh. Hello. Oh, there we go. Ooh. Notifications on. Oh, jeez. Like, oh, dare, dare I even ask? Yeah. So, speaking of leaving meat on the bone. Mm. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> How many of these am I going to sit through? Oh, at least 15. Okay. <laughs> uh, your, your turn? Uh, no, I'll, I'll work from the top of the dome, mate. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Alrighty. Uh, so, what, what do we make of this game? Uh, you know, West Tigers, good. 
Penrith, not good. West Tigers, mm. impotent. Lacking iron. Mm, they the were. Ti- the Tigers were. Mm. <laughs> they got given the vitamin D later, <laughs> late, on in the, uh, late on in the piece, yeah. so to speak. That's it. Well, this, was there a lot at stake for this one, <laughs> would you say? Jesus. Jesus Christ. I apologise. Anyway. Let's get to the real meaty centre of analysing this game, Bungard. Good Lord. Yeah, so Penrith Panthers 9, West Tigers 8. I'm really trying here, guys. I am trying, trying, trying. Uh, yeah, Penrith uh, good for about three minutes of the game. So that was... that <laughs> Was, was it three full minutes? That was nice for them. <laughs> oh, I, I think it was five. Edwards scored. Edwards scored in the last two minutes. Cleary took 12 years to take his bloody conversion. And then kicked a field goal after uh, after the Tigers played like they had no legs. Shout out to... I forget who did Dalian's on this. Year. Shout out to Dalian Voter not giving Cleary a point because he didn't deserve one. No, none of... No, no, no yeah. one deserved points. This game should not have points. Yeah, he, did, he didn't do any... Like, okay, I get he kicked the field goal and kicked that conversion. He didn't do anything the rest of the game. No. This goes back to our earlier point of all games not having equal weighting, yeah. but mm. getting equal value in the Dalian points. Is yeah, which no, again yeah, is completely yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, we've spoken sorry, about sorry, that sorry. number of times. Um, is Luke Brooks the worst field goal kicker ever? This is oh. not the first game that he... No, dude, I'm legit. Like, this a, is not the first game question. where he's just missed absolute sitters from like 15 metres out with no pressure. That was a wobbly old one I too. don't understand it. I don't understand why they didn't let John Reynolds take the third one. The f- like Reynolds the fir- missed the first one hitting the post. Then Brooks just absolutely butchered the next one. So he's Robbie? Off. Just scoot. I was hoping for that. Scoot and boot. Yeah. And then it's like, well, even Moses Empire. Like, they have four guys who can take a crack. I thought Empire was going to be the one. Yeah. And they let Luke Brooks do it again, who clearly had no interest in doing it. And they were terrible. Like, they just both sprayed off the... Yeah. Like, and this idea, oh, he's the boot. halfback. Yes, they get... No, he doesn't. There's no, plenty doesn't. of teams that what don't look for the about? halfback. When like, the Broncos give the ball to Osaka. Yeah. yeah uh, ben Hunt's world. never kicked one. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, we'll get to that game later. Again, 5-8 taking the shots. But... Yeah, you must be pulling your hair out if you're a Tigers fan after this one because like well, yeah, I don't, only I, on I, the top and front of front of your hair, so you keep the yeah, keep but, the back. yeah. Well, it's one of those things as well. It's not even just that; it's missing the um the easy miss like of, the the, mas- the, the yeah. master's kick. As soon as and I told you like this off mic. As soon as he missed that, I said he cannot kick for the rest of the game because he his confidence confidence was shot and his form was so bad. The like, Moses Embiid take. Yeah, you've got. Two other people at least that can kick there. Fuck. Yeah. Just, just like, can Corey Thompson kick? Corey, Corey, I, don't I don't know if he, he can kick the ball that far, that. but, you know, like, seriously. Yeah, and he missed, what, the other two ones he missed weren't particularly difficult either. They weren't right on the sideline either. One was from about 15 metres in. Yeah. Makeable. You know, if you're the, if you're the kicker. And, and, it, and we'd yeah. spoken about, like, Masters over the years, or the year last year, was quite a good kicker. He wasn't Reese Martin, again, we'll come on to that later. <laughs> but, uh, I mean... But yeah, probably could have done better if he was kicked one of those goals. And obviously the game's over, but the mentality of the game's entirely different too. Penrith were down and out, and they looked like they were, they'd given up on the game for most of it until with about four minutes left they got the ball back, and then finally Penrith were up for having a crack, and they got their crack somehow. That was <laughs> the Tigers were just disgraceful in, in mm. icing this game off, and and it's it you know it's a bit upsetting if you're a Tigers fan, obviously because I thought the forwards actually really turned up in this game again. Yeah. I thought Alex Twall and Ryan Madison were really good starting. I thought Madison had another great game. I thought Russell Packer potentially had his best game as a Tiger off the bench. Josh, Josh Alloway also carved up. And they, they dealt with, like, they, you know, they um, had Cheekham come on and play 60 as well. And whatever. They dealt with a bit of uh, shuffling in that regard. But, like, like they, they made Penrith look like fake tough guys. And Josh Reynolds actually had a decent game, too. It's just bizarre how like, they, they were all over this team, scored an extra try in them, and somehow lost. Yeah. 
And like yeah, the Panthers' first try in like two or three weeks came in the last seconds of this game. And Josh Reynolds, after the game, they interviewed him on Channel Nine, and he genuinely looked like his dog had been shot. Yeah, like he was just—they were all shattered. But they were. Hey, Might have bought Dylan Edwards another week in first grade because. Yeah, uh, yeah, get someone else in there. The What's fight, Caleb Aitken's doing? Yeah, the fight down to the bottom of first grade is harder than the fight to the top. It seems at the moment. Who's the worst player out of him? Darius Boyd and Bryce Cartwright. He's the worst player. Currently. Those are those are a, tr- a tricky triumvirate. Those three. Yeah, but um, just Penrith. Oh, they all know they got away with on the fans. Gonna be happy because when you get these kind of wins, you almost feel guilty. But God, you love it because like I mean, a lot of their players are guilty. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, alrighty, moving on to Saturday afternoon at Brookvale Oval, Manly Warringah thirteen, South Sydney twelve. Yep, still undefeated, undefeated again. In side eighty yeah. minutes. <laughs> <That's>, uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Still haven't lost a game in regulation. No, that's so good. That was going to be for the cheese pizza. Mm. That next stuff for like a pub <laughs> on <Okay>. Saturday. <laughs> you had a cheese pizza? That's good. I like cheese pizza. Same. I, like, I like good cheese pizza. Not a t- Okay, there was a yeah. qualifier there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my apologies. That's all right. Uh, Manly, how many games are they going to lose without Tommy Turbo? Um, Probably a fair few. Their defense in this game was outstanding. Jake played... Fantastic! He basically won them the game by himself. Well, that mm. hit he put on Cor- uh, not on Campbell Graham, so on Campbell Graham, where Manasi Finer picked it up and scored. Great hit! And I'm a then, big uh, fan of Manasi Finer, just for the record. Yeah, he, he had a great game as you, as you mentioned. But the whole defense dug in; they were hitting hard all day. I they thought were really good. Adam Fanua Blake was really good as well. He's had a couple of good weeks in yeah. a row now, and obviously there's reasons why he doesn't get attention. But he's certainly one of the best young forwards in the competition at the moment. If you ask me, he's yeah. been great for him. But yeah. yeah, South Side. I mean, didn't they bomb some tries? The old bunnies. Um, they did. I mean, Jacob Gagan was a, a real net negative for them mm. on that left centre there. Only cutting the ball five times is not great for the, what, what, how much ball you get fed out that side. And they just bombed some tries and made some dumb mistakes they don't usually make. I, I did like that George and Tom was so bad towards the end of the game that Wayne actually pulled them for um, for extra time. Smart move. Smart move. Yeah. But yeah, Adam Reynolds, it's like he can only be good at like three things at the same time. Mm. So he's been a better playmaker than ever and now he can't even kick field goals anymore. Or, or kick conversions. The, oh, sorry, yeah. Or the God, I mean, that was just ugly. That Did, one didn't was... Didn't they mention this? Didn't we mention this a while ago? The fact that he'd taken time off, like he's not kicking as well. Maybe he's going to be a better player. Didn't that go out the window quickly? No, he played, he played really well. well. Like he, he, but as you say, he can only do... Yeah, well, I mean, just start letting can't, Ethan Lowe take conversions at this point. Like, honestly, walk. how far away are we from that? Well, you don't know can't be far. that far. But yeah, well, He Reynolds, should be playing 80, by the way. Yeah, but Reynolds whatever. missed one conversion, missed two penalty goals, and missed two field goals in this. And yeah, Ethan Lowe, I mean, I know if you looked at his stats sheet, I think he's only had, what has he had, nine runs for 76 but metres, 27 every tackles. Every he put on... But my God, was he jarring the ball he loose. Was awesome. Every hit. He was fantastic. He looks like a fantastic signing for South. I know I'd rather have him playing for my team than Cohen Harris. He was great in this game. Sam had a, had a pretty solid game too. Murray, like the, the guys who have been Murray, good in every game were good again. Sam, Cam, um, Ethan Lowe. But mistakes all but, around the rest yeah. of the team, really. Like just, just all around. Like, I mean, it's, not, you know, it's round four. They were three and one. It's not a disaster. But my God, they shot themselves on the foot a few times. But I had a bad feeling about this game going into it. But... To lose to a team when you're winning and then they lose Tom Tobojevic and they lost Mike to power for about 20 minutes. Mm. I think at one point they were down to just Coruscant on the bench. So, you know, and he's only there to fill in for Finer, who's probably playing better than him at the moment. So really, they've got an empty bench for all intents and purposes at, for like a big chunk of the second half and you lose. It's just tough. Yeah, yeah. As, as you mentioned though, like you've got 
stick fingers McGee one and two. Don't start me. Like dropping the ball every thirty seconds. Well, that's the other thing, right? Like, I mean, you're going to get keep getting Ren- turned I, around and have to defend. I mean, the the one the one Reynolds hit the post was bad, and the one extra the one extra time was from quite a fair way out. If George Burgess holds on to that play the ball in the last set before the end of regulation, um, I mean, he probably just pots one from twenty out and we win, and we're not talking about this. But mm. yeah, weird moment in. Weird moment as well at the end of the game because of the the clock uh, the clock operator on Foxdale. I don't know if like every game this night they, yeah. they bottled it for every game. This was the worst one because we were watching it and Reynolds hit the post with that field goal attempt and then one of the Burgesses fell on whoever picked the ball up for Manly and gave away a penalty because they were offside. And with the clocks on the TV said a minute to go, so we were like, oh, I was like, shit, we're gonna lose. Cherry Evans rips like forty yards from the keeper touch, and I was like, geez, that was a good kick. And then he taps it and immediately kicks a drop goal. And we were like, what the hell are you doing? You're sixty meters out. No, and then the down. siren went as the ball was in the air. And we were like, oh, oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. Um, as for the Seagulls, this is one of those games that I mean, hundred percent, two hundred percent, they don't win when Trent Barrett's coaching. You can already yeah. see the attitude change there in a short period of time. Is that this is a team that just got their goal line day was exceptional for the whole game. They got really stuck in for each other, lost their best. Pl- player during the game and Tommy Turbo and didn't crumble and that attitude we've seen it with Manly in the past when Trent was there they, they can see they had plenty of time they can they could concede 24 points in 6 minutes under Trent Barrett's coaching Yeah, and, and already there's a better attitude across the joint there's a team that if again you looked at it in this game because Sully Ben dropped as well extremely devoid of talent across the 17 not, <laughs> not just you know but they performed. I mean, guys like uh, Jack Kosesky had a pretty good game off the bench, I thought. So the Toff Sipley again. I mean, as you find, it was solid taking Big minutes in the centres for Gusevsky as well. Yeah. And he, and he actually probably looked better yeah. than their starting centres out there. But. And Brendan Elliott was pretty decent too, I thought. Brad yeah, Parker's still good, bad talker. Did, but yeah. oh, Brad Parker v. Dane Gagai was just a battle for the battle ages. But yeah, Elliott did some good things, especially when he met with fullback. He had a couple of nice takes, a couple of good tackles. He mm. stopped someone that was going to score a try. I can't remember who it was. He did. I forget now too. Um, but he he pulled off a try saver. It was relatively solid. Yeah, it remains to be seen how they're going to go with you know six to eight weeks, whatever it is, without Tommy Turbo. But in yeah, this game, it's not a good one. In and this game, they showed a lot of heart and good on them. Yeah, and very interested if we see an Albert Hopewadi de- debut in that period. Ooh. Then he came back from injury last week in the twenties, so potentially could be tasty. Alrighty, North Queensland twelve, Canberra thirty, Townsville Stadium. Mm. North Queensland continue to suck. They're not good. And uh, Leipana's back. So They're that's good. fun. Yeah. Uh, that that try was sick. That was sick. Well, they, I mean, just in general, they their back five scored all of their points. So that's pretty much the Raiders. We're all about chance. We're a chance podcast. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but he, he is. I mean, he was <laughs> the only man. one of the, he was the only one of the back five that top didn't f- score top points. Top five fullback though. My yep. man. Um, yeah, Canberra looked great. Uh, it's kind of weird. This sort of popped out of nowhere, but I wouldn't just, go that far. Well, I mean, uh, sorry, not really out of nowhere, but I mean, you know, the whole team's fit. The new players look good. And yeah. yeah, they're. They're a lot of fun to watch. I mean, they're always fun to watch, even when they're bad. But yeah. I mean, year, they're defensively yeah. so much more solid. Yeah, and as you say, I mean, if you've got players like if you can march the ball sixty meters up the field, and then you've got this back five, and I mean, mm. Croker, not exactly a massive attacking weapon, but I mean, he is a weapon. Uh, if you've got that that back five to to be able to finish the plays off, then nine times out of ten, you're going to be able to do it. So. Yeah, I think uh, Ryan Sutton's come a long way really quickly from a guy who was playing like 15 minutes or 10 minutes the first week to paying 56 in this game and looking really sold to the middle. You know, he, he's come a long way. Elliot White had a good game. John Bateman continues to do what he's doing. But yeah, it just is kind of a, it's good to see the Raiders now when they're defensively solid. They, we all, always knew point scoring wasn't their problem. Even with White at the six, they had the talent out wide to score points and Nickel Clock stats helped that in that regard. A couple of nice passes from him created opportunities in this game, but... Yeah, it's a different story for them this year that 
you know, there was a period in that game that whilst it's 30 to 12 now, you look at the scoreboard with 15 minutes to go, it ain't 30. It wasn't 30 to 12. What was it, 12 18? Yeah, I think 15 so. 15 minutes to go. And, and that's just after the. Um, Cowboys just scored with uh, 55 on the clock, so yep. they, were, they were working their way back. And Which was a good try, and I mean, another Raiders team probably look at that and be like, well, we just got cut open by a prop forward. We're going to concede another three tries now. Yeah, and they, and that's it. They proved their, the difference to what they used to be. Their defensive application is there, and they fought their way back and didn't make many stupid mistakes. Whereas on the Cowboys' side, I mean, they are devoid of absolutely anything outside of Michael Morgan currently, and, and yep. John Asiata. That's like the only two players look like anything's going to happen when they touch the ball. Man, I and, and I said this... A, I think I said it off mic, but Tamara Martin, I don't understand what people see in him. I don't think anyone sees anything anymore, eh? It's, <laughs> it's like the people heard of his reputation, but no, he's just not good enough. And no. then, you know, Ben Hampton in the centres, Bowen on the wing, not great. Kahu is just, a, you want, if he's your fifth best back, you're okay, but he's probably their second best back. Yeah. That's <laughs> not good. And then some, like, Matt Scott's looking, like, time's caught up with him a little bit. Cohen um, Hess is... I mean, yeah. Cohen Hess looks like time's caught up with him, and he's like he's 23. 23 yeah. yeah. He's a disappointing player and, at this point. And yeah, as you said, apart from the ass man, there's nothing really coming off the bench either that's filling you with hope. No. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're going to get Tamalola back. Well, at this point, I'm not really sure that that's going to help the, them the get season anywhere. will be over then. Yeah, yeah they, agreed. They, they're cooked. Yeah, They are. They're cooked, and they just still haven't played their best center, if you ask me, in Ari Tula. And then we don't know when Kyle Felt is He looked very back. good last year when he got a chance. I, yeah. I, it's a frustrating one. And at some point, you've got to bench Matt Scott. You just have to. Yeah. yeah. I, like, he was He's just, you know, I mean, one of the best props in the world for a decade, but, you know. But, yeah, this is Paul Green. It has been Paul Green's problem of his whole stint is that once 2015 happened, it kind of he gave everyone in that team credit. And, and since then, you know, they've not moved on from these senior players and lost the likes of Brandon Smith and Caelan Ponga and Billy Kickow throughout that, throughout that stint, stint. sorry, And they've ended up with this squad of just mediocrity, senior mediocrity. Like that, that was four years ago. Like it, it was. And I know it's easy for us to say because like we're a rugby league podcast and it was your team that lost the grand final. Sorry to bring that up. Mate. But like it was, it was four years ago and people like... People still talk about that like they're they're the same players. Like they're not. the guy who kicked the field goal retired at the end of last year, a broken man. Yeah, and I know the squad has changed a bit now over the last year. It has, but it still just seems to be a whole. Hmm. I know they're just holding on to seniority always. It seems to be Barco and Hess, pretty much everyone who gets their spot is you know seen as the more senior player. Yeah, and, and at yeah. some point, I mean, it to me it echoes a little bit of, say for example, like New South Wales. You pick older players who've done the job, who have done the job in inverted commas, yeah. despite the fact that they lost... They never did you know, the job. They never did the job and weren't very He's good. He's an origin player, Kirk Gidley. Yeah. Well, I mean, a good point. He was a he was a player. That's a good comparison, but yeah. Um, You've got these blokes who have been doing the job well enough. They obviously won the comp in 2015, and that was the one win that the Blues got. So that's, the, that's the parallel, but then the next season they get pantsed. Yeah, and, and outside of Michael Morgan, nothing looks like it's going to happen in this game. And you can win, you can talk about it all you want. You can pump up all you want. Oh, you know, this guy could do it without X or Y. That guy can lead a team. And it's like even Thurston couldn't do it on his own. We've seen that with the, with the Cowboys. Yeah. Michael Morgan can't do it on his own. It's like when the, when the other half isn't doing much, which Clifford isn't, unfortunately. When Jake Granville's pretty much probably the worst hooker in the comp right now. Ooh. And then when and you've got Tamar doing a, nothing. there's a, you know, murderer's role there Shit is, hookers and there's no off-ball movement, no offloading. Only guy who runs supports is, is Gavin Cooper. Like nothing happens. So Morgan's supposed to be able to create nothing out of no- something out of nothing who, every time he gets the ball. Who's a better hooker, Victor Radley or Jake Granville? 
Granville probably, but it's you know at least Radley is staunch in defense. He tries. Yeah, he'll, he'll hurt. But yeah, um, just it's not good enough from the Cowboys, and it's not going to change until JT comes back, and that's just papering over cracks when you win games because of him. You want you fix the issues at <laughs> the rest of the team. You can't be a team that went from relying on Thurston to now relying on Tamalolo to this extent. Well, yeah. Just relying on a guy whose initials are JT. It's a solid yeah, no, game plan that's it's, it's worth them, them forever. Well like, it, there's too many good players. I know there's bad players, but too many good players in this team to be a one-man team. I agree. Team. Now, you talk about... Now, going back to the, the thing that people say about the Titans, you talk about playing games on paper. This is a this is a team where if you played on paper, they should be better than what they, they are. They should be. Mm. But, but yeah, it's like, no you know, one. Thurston wasn't good enough to win without a halfback. Benji was never good enough to win without a halfback, really. Like, these guys, you know, it's not a one-man job. Yeah, it's, it's a team, team <laughs> sport. It's a team. When you haven't got other playmakers, it's not going to happen for you in the NRL anymore. Alrighty, Parramatta 24, Cronulla Sutherland 12 at the Olympic Stadium. Mm. Uh, Parramatta, really good. They're fun. Yeah, they're they are great to watch. I like it. Uh, Blake Ferguson with a play of the weekend for mine. Stepping out and pulling the ball out for a, for a Parramatta scrum. Big fan of it. Yeah. I'm here for here for uh, shithousing on the rugby league field. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here for players finally realising that like if you just have your foot over the sideline pretty much, the ball's out. Yeah. like People are doing it on a kickoff from one now too, which is nice. And Ferguson got the I mean, Heimel Hunt did it with his foot out. Yeah, but he, we'll, he jumped we'll, out after we'll it. We'll come to that later. But yeah, Parramatta have a, an enjoyable side. And Parramatta currently, I know it's only four games in, but they're a great example of why I never buy this bullshit that the the Knights rebuild can take five or six years. Rugby league is too close to the rebuild to take that long. Parramatta, a couple of changes and look like a complete different team over an off-season. Mm. And, uh, you know, a they're, lot of it does come from their back three, like Gutherson, Sevo yeah. and Ferguson starting their sets well. But their forward packs performed. I mean, Junior, Junior Paulo looks like a fantastic signing. Onea Corey stepped up massively in, uh, in Manu Manu's absence. And while Sean Lane isn't setting the world alight, he's also not disappointing them. He's been solid. I mean, he looks like he's found a little home there after going from, what, Bulldogs to Manly to Warriors in like three straight years or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he looks good enough and that's that's fine. Good. Like, this is his problem was when, you know, teams like the Bulldogs sign these guys, like, I mean, I'd put Dylan Napper in a similar bracket. You can't sign these guys to be a best forward, but when they're your fifth or sixth best forward, mm. like, party. And they've still got Nathan Brown to come back, obviously, which is great, and Manu Manu to come back. So mm. all of a sudden there's really good signs for their forward pack and Reid Marnie looks, is looking really good as well. But Yeah, where'd that come from? He's, yeah, lasting eighty is impressive at, at his age and size. How old is he? He's only twenty-one. I don't know the exact. I don't know his exact age. Let's have a look here. But uh, twenty. Jesus. Twenty-one. Built like a brick shit house too. Uh, but yeah, Mitch Moses house. had one of those gains that he, he he wants to have sometimes. And where they're, he's, they're he was more he was layering it up when they scored too. He <laughs> was in people's faces. All this kind of stuff, and it's the kind of thing that when we know that he's capable of, and again, a big confidence player. But like he, he was just up for it, and, he was. and if he's up for it, then they tend to all get around him. And like as you say, you've got that back through who are cutting the ball effectively six hundred meters. Yeah, um, and you've got wingers like Sevo and Ferguson who are more than capable of scoring through a number of players, which is a great strike weapon to have. Like, I, we kind of tipped that this would be close, but like I don't even think that Cronulla were were at the races at all. They weren't. Josh Dugan, woke performance. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. <laughs> Only registered two errors somehow. Yeah, like he was, tragic. He was so uh-huh. bad. The, yeah. When we saw came SJ, back from, came we back saw from the HIA and out, dropped the ball. I was ball. like, para, para, we're going to romp this. Yeah, man. Man. It wasn't. I know it wasn't necessarily a scoreboard romp, but I mean, we were watching this. Did Did you at any point really think they weren't going to win? Because I sure didn't. I no. was disappointed they didn't win by forty points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not my hatred of the Sharks shining yeah. through. That's just you know. But yeah, when Moses is going, he, you know, he plays really fast at, and at the line. 
And it's not that that whole he's he cliche or he'll play flat and fast. It's not always that. He throws a nice long ball from that position as well. But he plays really fast and goes right to the line. And if he gets it off a nice clean play, the ball looks like they're going to score score off every time he bloody touches it at that point when he's going at the line like that. Hmm. And then for the Sharks, as you said, they lost Sean Johnson before the kickoff after losing Matt Moylan during the week. And this looked like a team lacking that creativity with that with that happening, which is no surprise. You know, Dugan. Again, any time he gets hit, he looks he must have the lowest pain threshold of any professional sports person in the world. Yeah. But uh and then yeah, that was just pretty much not at the races from them. They had some solid performances. I thought Fafita and, and Nakora were good again. Um Woods got injured, which is unfortunate for them, but he could be out for a long time too. Ten weeks or so. Yeah, yeah that's a shitty Foot injury. Or something. And Cherry was really fast. He was and Paul he had a, some, some good work, hard work out of his end yeah. too. Sixteen yeah. runs and nine fifty meters as a young fella is a fair effort. But mm-hmm. yeah, nice uh, nice effort ca- catching Gutherson. But yeah. Gutherson's had four knee recons, so let's cap let's that's calm true. down yeah. on some. Paris back three combined for six hundred and eighty something meters. So that's pretty good. That's several yeah. meters. <laughs> that's <laughs> six tries. Is it? Oh, it's six length of the field <laughs> six drives. Six length of the field that's drives. It. Yeah. Bit, and that's like that's pretty much the total of Brevin Benjamin's entire career, isn't it? Six hundred yeah. something meters. How many? How many meters are Tim Manor makes in a whole season? Oh. Yeah, but Although I must say, he he made what like. 90, 90 metres off t- seven runs or something ridiculous in this game. Well, mate, when the, everyone is going forward and everyone is firing their front, including the wingers and Sevo and Ferguson, every play the ball, you're winning that contest. If you're getting on your hands and knees. Everybody's life easier. Or if you're standing at that play the ball and it makes everyone's life easier. It's no coincidence that you're off the bench, you've got Kane Evans, 10 runs for 110 metres, over 11 metres a run. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Tim Manor, seven runs for 92 metres. There's no coincidence that those guys came on after they'd won the ruck already and continued to do that yeah. off the bench. So... Yeah, the Eels, I mean, again, it's really early to start cr- to start crowing about them, but at some point you've got to start crowing about them, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> let's just start crowing about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All righty, Melbourne, 18, Canterbury-Bankstown, 16, down at uh, Edwin Flackfield in Melbourne. This game was a hell of a lot of fun. It was. Not it was a fantastic one, game, but a hell of a lot of fun. One of the few fun games of the weekend, probably I thought. Probably the only one. Yeah, probably the only one. The rest one. of them sucked. But anyway, we're not going to give a podcast. We're trying to be positive about the game. <laughs> uh, Reese Martin. It's weird, right? Like the guy's the most accurate kicker of all time, and he missed by fifteen s- meters at least. <laughs> I saw some people, uh, some uh, uh, what's the word, P- uh, try spot truthers on the internet afterwards because he apparently took the conversion attempt from he like did. a meter further probably, wide probably than where Remus further. Smith scored. But mm. the refs got that wrong, by the way. But what? Yeah. No. What are you but, gonna do? Come on. I mean, in the end, most of the time, the guys from training, by the way, they mostly practice kicking from the sideline. Yeah. It's actually easier for them to hit it from the side than it is from like two or three metres in any way. So, it's like it wasn't going to make the difference. And maybe it did, but we'll never know that. This is what happened on the day, and they didn't. They and they didn't win that game. And mm. I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Let's not. Still, one golden point. Yeah. Tell you what, they did get right though. That penalty try call. They did. Yeah. If, if you don't think that was a penalty try, you will never think anything is a penalty Mate, try. Even Blocker like, was was defending ex- it. That's it. That should be the end of the argument. Even Blocker was like, "Yeah, fair enough." But just Blocker's bunker. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, Braith was trying to deny it as always, mm. but Blocker, like like, Remus Smith, just went as hard and fast as he could at Chambers, not at the ball, and hit Chambers yeah. before he got it. And I think was it Anasta that was like, "Oh, well, you know, he's trying to get to the ball." I'm like, no, he, tack- he tackles that. him around. Also, the arms. it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, that's like, oh, he's trying to catch the ball. It shouldn't oh, be he, a knock on. I didn't yeah, try to he... hit the person with the car, Your Honor. Yeah, yeah, it's still Ridiculous. vehicular manslaughter, you idiot. Yeah. yeah. It was weird. The storm were behind, and as you we, you talked about earlier with the Roosters, but like they don't panic, and they didn't panic here, yeah. and they just rolled their yeah. way down the field. Yeah, right. and the and the Bulldogs lost uh, Dylan Napa. Yeah, that was rough. And then they had like Harrier and I went off for a little bit, but Napa lost hurt their rotations a little, and just felt inevitable. 
that they were going to eventually get there, and they did. But the, the Bulldogs' credit to them is that they they really got in the face of the, st- of the storm early, and they and they tried some different things. They, they they their attack has a lot more depth than a lot of teams in the competition have, and they took advantage of uh, Curtis Scott and v- Solacio Vanavalu's de- uh, defense next to each other and spread left early and often. And because there's such depth, it's it's like the the they didn't the storm didn't know how to read it for for a while there. That Curtis Scott was just caught in no man's land. It felt like, and Lachlan was just feeding Kerrit Holland early of all people. Big fan dancing of, on Curtis big Scott. Big fan of Jaden Nakombo trampling Cam Smith twice. Yeah, and then the third he's, time Cam Smith fell over to, to yeah. avoid yeah. it. It feels like again business decision. Big man rumbling down the field. He's a, he's he looks like a you know. How old player. is he again? He's, he's older than people realise. He's 22, okay. I believe. So, but there's still time for him to tack on. Because like, obviously he's got a big frame, but there's not a whole yeah. lot of muscle on him. Yeah. But it doesn't matter. He's a converted he's back rower. He is. Well, I, I spoke about yeah. last week and saying this is one of the... I got respect for how they've handled this guy. There's a lot of patience and actual development, which doesn't happen very often with young players anymore. Mm. Yeah, it's weird. We were sledging them two weeks ago because we were like, well, you know, they're just doing the same old shit. But then they didn't. They actually made some changes and they've looked like a completely different team in the last two weeks. Was this, do I think they make the finals? No. no. But do I think... As as lowly of them as I did after two rounds of the season, also no. No mm. teams that play this frisky don't get the spoons. So if they keep this up, they won't get the spoon. It's that simple. Yeah. This this but our, our predictions are looking sillier and sillier by the way. Oh look, they, I don't, mate, man, they ain't looking great. Man yeah, we're geniuses mm, true, over mate. here. We we picked the night the Titans and Knights would still suck. Build we did suck. Yeah, like, very true. So what you, what's this guy talking about? Well, I look, also look, were down on the Broncos in the preseason for once. <laughs> uh, come on, that is true. You were our pre-season, the predictions are getting better. They're looking terrible in t- the first two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> also signings of the season Charles Luka Klockstad Ethan Lowe David Klemmer all looking good yeah mm-hmm. David Klemmer well hey <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> does not look good or play good no. anyway but, uh, but yeah, then, yeah. You know, again the Bulldogs getting some more fruits and when you find a Nick Meany Ockenbohr Remus Smith blah, but they're blah, making blah. Look, Nick Meany look like a first grader it's good though it's like um, he might be one who knows yeah yeah, just get rid of that massive Kieran Foran contract, find yeah. a hooker, and we'll start working on some pieces. It's they, not look, too bad. they look worse with Lutches on the field. They do, they it's do, but they don't look again. It doesn't take five or six years from my ability to rebuild. Look like, again, two or three of the right pieces next year. They could be near the eight already. Mm. Alrighty, Newcastle 12, St. George Illawarra 13 in, again, just a terrible game of rugby league. Uh, we have to talk about it because that's what we're all here for. Great crowd, though. Must be said. Great crowd. We should keep punishing Newcastle by giving them shit <laughs> kickoff times. Uh, yeah, look, uh, Cora Norman found out once again how good rugby league was. Uh, <laughs> we're not going to play that drop. Thumped that. It was awesome. But was it you, Mitch, that said he's really good at kicking when there's no pressure and 40 metres away is no pressure? Was that you? <laughs> no, no, no. That's uh, Mitch Pierce can't kick a field goal from like right in front. Yes, but he's true. closer when he's like 40 metres away because no one thinks he's going to hit it. Yeah. He all got closer. But not, not a very good celebration by Corey Norman. That was probably the most disappointing he's thing. He's used to it now, mate. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> well, once you get once you want, Dale, win one. A postman doesn't celebrate when he delivers the mail, so why would Corey Norman celebrate when he kicks game-winning field goals? Look, if my he postman's, does it every week. If my postman's delivering the mail from 40 yards away... That's, that, that's worthy of If my postman is giving me anything but a postage slip, I'm stoked. <laughs> if I actually get the post... Please. The only time I see the postman now is when he's scurrying away after putting the sorry we missed you thing in, yeah. the, in the mailbox without ever attempting to deliver it. To exactly. Dogs. Terrible. <laughs> but yeah, this game... Speaking of teams that don't deliver. Yeah. yeah. This Newcastle. game had every feeling of a round 23, no one's in the finals game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> the I agree with that. But it wasn't. Um, Newcastle, you can say all you want again about, oh, we've only lost by one or by two or whatever, whatever. But this was not a good performance. The Dragons couldn't get on top. Of, like, the Dragons were winning the middle battle, but couldn't, couldn't capitalise on it. And then they shot themselves on the foot a couple of times to give the Newcastle prime opportunities, including the penalty that led to Newcastle getting down there in it towards the end of the game to level it up. And then they also had the occasions where they dropped the ball down there in towards the end. They had Ben Hunt kicking it dead on third tackle. Oh. 
Newcastle the Dragons open the door. We'll let them invite and go and walk the, right in. That could be the worst seven tackle set I've ever seen. And they barely made it past halfway. It was atrocious. Um, oh, didn't Milford kick it dead from 60 metres away on a seven tackle set in the Brisbane game? This no, week? no, he's talking about the return set. Oh, no, sorry. After sorry. That, like yes, that, yes. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, Piercy. Like, to not get dropped like it's Hunt with that missed field goal and that try, the Frizzell try, I should say. Um, yeah. I mean, this Good is Miss that, Pierce. But, geez. Yeah. yeah, I've said this every year for the last 10 years. Every off-season, his reputation climbs. When football isn't happening, football comes back and it's not his year again. What a mm. shock that it's not his year, that he's not a, not the best halfback going around, that he's not a leader of men and this is who he is. And he's only going to ever get worse when he went to the Knights. They're, as we know, they're a yeah. sweet, one of the sweetheart clubs. And it's interesting. Now we've got, you know, a, a halves combination that certain people were saying was a top two or top three halves combination in the league. One of them is now back at fullback where he belongs and played pretty well. And the other one is not playing well at all. Yeah, shocker. But yeah, Pierce, 260-odd games as a apparent game-managing halfback. Terrible kicking in this game. Disgraceful kicking game in this game from him. And then couldn't get into a point for any, the last 20 minutes to kick a field goal. Like that's, the last 15. But As you say, that, that, at their attempted field goal right at the end, the one that went to Fitzgibbon. He was behind the ruck. <laughs> Mitch Pierce was behind the ruck. Yeah. What are you and doing? they gave him the ball, so he threw it to Fitzgibbon, wrapped back around. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. It's Harry was calling for, <laughs> I want to see an unorthodox kicker, and then it happened to his team, and he suddenly did not want to see that. Yeah, and then uh, just the three, like, the three key players to them lost in this game, if you ask me. I mean, Caelan Pong's passes, two early ones, the tries he set up, were fantastic. But that yep. kick to the wing was on, insane. On tackle one, he kicked the ball away after they got the ball back. After yeah. the Dragons opened the door again, he did that. Clemmer threw the ball away twice. In the fo- in, at the end of sets at, towards the end of the game. And Mitch Pierce, we saw what he did in Golden Point, but we saw his entire game was pathetic. You can't be... Like, it's insane to me that, like... Because, um, you know, we saw we saw a, a different a different Golden Point game between Manly and Souths where you got two good halfbacks. And it's mm. like, this, like... They had, like, all, almost all their sets towards the end of that game where it was tight was just midfield bombs. And I'm just like, what the hell are you doing? Like, yeah. It's just baffling. The Dragons like, put a bomb up that landed like on the Knights 40 and the Knights still didn't take advantage of that one either. And that was just, what are they doing? Putting a midfield bomb up. But the Dragons only won this one because the Knights capitulated. Yeah. They, they kept capitulating too, but somehow yeah. the Knights did it worse and then Corey Norman stepped up and banged a great it field goal. It was the goal. South Park episode where they're both trying to lose at baseball. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but I don't yeah, know. For, for the Dragons, I thought Paul Vaughan was absolutely yeah, he was sensational. Great. He was fantastic in this game. Again, 20 runs, 224 metres. But when he came back... like. I thought if they're going to win this game, it's going to be coming through a hard Paul Vaughan carry and someone on the back of it. But yeah, they said that Frizzell was good on return as well. But the Knights, what are you doing? You've had what, three home games now. You're one and three. And I get the defense is better, but you don't think you can score a bloody point. And once the Dragons started backing off on the Caelan Pong, Caelan Pong going to the left, there's nothing else there as well, you know. But mm-hmm. yeah. Like I said in the preseason that I thought the Knights could improve and win nine games because they won games they shouldn't have last year. Improvement is, is it has been there, it has been, but this is just showing you it's not the team people expected it to be. Yeah, they're not a top eight team. And yet. let's not forget they've already played three home games. They have they've already played three yeah. home games. That, that was one thing that you mentioned before was like you've you're one and four, and three one of them three. have been at home. Well, look, one three, yeah, basically three, a season yeah. defining next three weeks for them. I know it's crazy to say that now, but this week they got a Tobojevic-less. Um, Manly at home. Mm-hmm. The next week Rudge they go. Game. Next week they go to the Titans, and then the week after that they play Power at home. So that's two home games. One you should win because Manly don't have the best player. Then you go on the road to the worst team in the comp, who haven't looked like going close to winning a game except maybe against South. Yeah, look, you've got to go two and one or three and zero oh over those three games, and I just don't think they're going to. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see what comes up this week. But just 
If, yeah, it feels like a team that's like their first game together, but they're not. They've been building for ages. Yeah. Like, yeah. There'll be questions under Brown's job eventually. Will there, though? It I just feel be. like it's bizarre. Like, they just don't seem to be there, like, no matter what. And I just don't see any improvement from them ever. I, I know. How can their attack be so stale? <laughs> the, I, I said it last week. The parallel, he's Hugh Jackson. Like, the parallels are just so eerie between the Cleveland Browns and the Knights. It's mm. insane to me. Uh, who's, who's, their, uh, who's, who's their Johnny Manziel? Um, Caleb Palmer. Uh, no, Jared Mullen. Uh, maybe he was there for too long. Yeah, mm, but the true. others. No, no. Move past. Is there a big sign? <laughs> moving on. Failed? Moving uh, on. Trying to think. Uh, Herman SCSC is up there. They're yeah. playing reserve grade. Yeah. Tao Tao. Tao will probably be back in first grade soon. He killed this weekend. Yeah. He's mm. just been there. Being no, Herman SCSC is there, like Jamie Collins or someone. Yeah. Five hundred thousand a year to play reserve grade. Yeah. Ren Randra trying the chip and chase. Oh, this will be interesting. Oh, yes, it will, yes. Semi Rundrundra. Oh, he's absolutely buried it. Rundrundra. That continues to be the best drop in rugby league. Mm-hmm. News this week. The Ross Dog retired officially. He was uh, He was trotted out. Metaphorically speaking, onto uh, Hunter Stadium over the weekend, and um, good luck. Always to him. have a place in yeah. our hearts. The only player to come on this podcast. The only, the only player not a coward to come on. Also, the only player we've ever, ever asked on the podcast. Look, that's so. not. <laughs> look, you, you bigger pet here. No, we don't want that. Uh, anything else? Uh, I, I hear there was a, a pretty. Uh, I think it was a, an ugly tackle in the Broncos game. Do you want to? No, don't want to mm-hmm. discuss that. Okay, and we can talk about that. Um, we yeah, didn't talk you know. enough about the Broncos, I agree. Yeah, we didn't. No, um, but well, we need to talk about that quickly, though, because obviously, yes, dog shot by Tavita Pangai, but he did it to Josh McGuire the other week, and it, I think someone on Reddit was kind enough to put those two shots next to each other and measure the time between the ball leaving the player's hands and Pangai hitting them, and lo and behold, it was the exact same. One of them, he was railroaded and you know called to be hanged in the street. The other one, he was lauded as a hero. I mean, well, he so, is playing for Brisbane, so being hanged yeah, in the street is like, a normal uh, punishment. True, but... um. Yeah, you know, let's bit of consistency. He, yeah. it, there's always that question about hitting halves specifically. I mean, it's, it's don't, get me, don't get I'm me not, wrong. I'm not it saying was a cowardly wrong, yeah. dog shot, but his one on Josh Wire was also a cowardly dog yeah. shot, and that one was celebrated as like it was something good. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, that, you know, that's exactly it. I mean, I think both of them are bad in terms of being late, and I do think what Pangai did deserve suspension, but what I don't think is that it has been suspended in the past. Yeah, you know, it hasn't been official list. And if it wasn't Cooper Cronk, we know he doesn't get suspended for this. Like. Adam Reynolds got rocked by someone from the Dragons like a second after he kicked the ball the other week. No, yeah. I, I think it was Tarek. Probably, so probably, probably, probably the closest. And as you said, it, it was the same all day. lateness as another fine hit. And I know Cronk's facing the wrong way and he's prone, but also from where Pangai's coming from, is he supposed to... Yeah. Like, I know you can't. he should have probably not pulled out somehow, but also it's like if Cooper Cronk double pumps, it's fine. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, but yeah. yeah, it's a dirty hit. He deserves games, whatever. Bunavalu had his his leg twist too, which is there you go. Biggest scrub in the league is start, starting to show through, but he'll mm. get a people are starting to notice. There was, was, a, there was another nice. another little one from the storm that I noticed. The Sofa Solomona on someone from the Bulldogs' right edge, just like not an eye gouge, but pretty close. And can people spare me the like sort of mealy mouth takes of oh everyone does it? No, they don't. The storm yeah. are worse than everybody else in the ruck. They're a bunch of grubs. That's oh, just, no, it is lots it of is. teams do it, but the storm is still the worst. Yeah, that's yeah. what. I, oh yeah, yeah, that's what. Sorry, that's what exactly. That's what I meant. Uh, the sharks are right up there as well. But oh, that's shocking. Attention. Yeah. Hmm. Um, any other real news we're to talk about? We don't got to debate Golden Point, are we? Everyone debates this, but nah, we don't need to. I mean, I'm okay with it. 
Yeah, I'm also like. I don't care enough. I also <laughs> wouldn't hate the Joel, the idea that Joel Kane tweeted that I've seen many people suggest in the past of giving a team in regulation a three points for a win. Golden point win, you get two. Golden point loss, you get one. Regulation loss, you get zero. Um, wouldn't hate that, but I'm also not so married to it that I would be marching the streets for it. It's yeah. not the hill I want to die on, as I guess. I don't want to get no. points to losers. Yeah. <laughs> we already have one of those sports in this country. Yeah, we do. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I've always been pro draw, but I also don't care enough about losing golden point to like, yeah. I'm not dying on that hill. What I oh, do I hate w- is the seven tackles. I was set. about to say the same thing. The seven, how hard would it be to s- just change that rule to say, except on field goals? Or how about it only counts for kicking, like kicking it dead over halfway? That's pretty much it. What do you mean? Seven like you have to be, so the equivalent of a 40-20, but... You only get a set of thing to boot a dead, you know, from a distance. Oh, yeah, for, yeah. I, I mean, know. you've got the red line on know. the pitch, make it 40. Yeah, because yeah, I... You know, it's, if errors and in goal, I don't think it should count for either. When you've sure. misplaced scoring a try, but especially in a field goal, it's ludicrous. It is, and it discourages teams from trying to win the game because essentially, like if you miss, then the other team's going to win. Yeah, so. somehow this weekend that teams didn't do that, but it was like when the Broncos missed last week. Oh yeah, the Dragons won this game. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much what you what you know. But yeah, I don't. We're not going to debate that, are we? No. no. Any other news this week? Nothing major other than uh, our boy. No. 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 So we'll pick next week's games then, will we? Yeah, we'll. Uh, we should do that. I spe- apologies. I should have should have offered previously. How rude of me! <laughs> it's all right. We change the order of things every week just to keep the listeners on their toes. Mainly because we don't have a run sheet. That's probably true. All righty. Uh, next week, apologies. I've skipped forward a little bit because God knows these Thursday games. Thursday night, Broncos <laughs> Tigers. I knew it was Broncos always. So. Yes, my apologies. Yeah. Uh, God, I'm sick of Thursdays. Give me the Tigers. Wow. Um. Ser- serious outsiders. They've lost two in a row. Yep. Are they outsiders? But the Tigers are. They are. I've tipped them every week, and <laughs> I'll do so again because I love Michael Maguire. Okay, fair. Yeah, I'm taking the Broncos with little confidence. <laughs> Very little confidence. Gold Coast versus the Panthers. <laughs> so, a little confidence. So, I think my favourite scene in Remember the Titans was the scene where Gary and Julius start shoving each other, saying left side, strong side. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm, yeah, that's good. Yep. That was a good one. Okay. <laughs> Give me the Panthers. Alrighty. Uh, North Queensland versus the Storm. Mm. God, this yeah. game is yeah, going to be Storm fun. up there. Is that the Friday double? That is it the is. Friday double. Christ. Yes. No, Christ can't save you now. Uh, <laughs> South versus the Warriors, Saturday afternoon uh, at that Sunshine is a, Coast in, Stadium. Yeah, it's in tropical, tropical middle Queensland. Um, mm-hmm. South should win, mm-hmm. I guess. Yes. South GI should game. be back. Liam Knight's back. Come on. South are back. <laughs> oh, God, makes me ill. Alrighty, Newcastle versus Manly Warringah at Hunter Stadium, 5.30 Saturday night. Oh, as you said, no Tommy Turbo. If Turbo was playing, I'd tip him, but he's not, so I might have to tip the Manly. Knights. Manly. Going to do it. Uh, I'm going to tip the Knights with, again, very little confidence. Mm. Uh, Cronulla Sutherland versus East at Shark Park. Yeah. What's it called now? Pointless Stadium? Pointless Who knows? Stadium, Pointless Stadium, yes. Yeah. Um, Egg Boy should be in Jail Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Uh, we'll eat as a national security threat stadium. Uh, give me the chooks. Bye yeah, for you. Anti fascists are just chooks. as bad as fascist stadium. Um, <laughs> the roosters. Alrighty, speaking of fascists, the dragons. No, it works. That one works. <laughs> that was good. The Shout dra- out Skull. The dra- no, never. Never on this pod- podcast. Is he alive? Yes, unfortunately, he still dresses up as a fascist. Good and by that, him. I mean wears clothes. Uh,. Dragons versus the Bulldogs. By definition, everything he wears is him dressing up as a Exactly. You're, you're with me here. 
Uh, all right. Uh, take. I'm going to take uh, the Bulldogs on that one. Jeez. Have you picked the Dragons ever? ever? <laughs> yeah, you've not tipped them this I, year. I picked. I picked them in the work tipping comp this week again mm. with very little confidence. Uh, I, this is actually. Yeah, I think the Bulldogs could push them here, but well, I'm going. No to Corbin take the, Sims. The last time they played. Can everyone thirty-eight nil, which I've just completely forgotten about. But, but did happen. <laughs> <laughs> fucking all right. Uh, I'll take the dragons. Yeah, I'm uh, also taking the dragons. Oops, I burped. Oh, you're so oh, charming. The Dale double on Sunday. Yeah, and uh, Canberra versus Parramatta. Game of the round. At what the an worst absolute time banger this is going to be. This is going to be a fun game. Um, I'm excited. Over. I'm going to set the over line at forty-eight and a half. I will bet the over, and I will enjoy this game, and I will tip. This is third versus fifth. Parramatta. What the I, fuck is going on? Parramatta haven't won down there in forever. But um, mm. I'm going... Yeah, this is a hard one. Uh, Parramatta haven't, I mean, beaten, yeah. haven't beaten the Raiders in the last three attempts. Well, I enjoy, I enjoy both, ga- both teams at this point. But yeah, I'm going to go Canberra's down there. Why yeah, not? me That'll too. Be it. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm going to have me of questions. It's that time again. Question time. Everybody's favourite. First question comes from at Josh Robbo forty four. If Nathan Cleary was clutch on Friday night and gets all the hype for any minute conversion and a golden point field goal, why couldn't you bring anything more for the first seventy nine minutes to get Panthers attacking, get the Panthers attacking and scoring points? Good well, question. I mean, that's a great question. You've you've kind of answered it yourself. Yeah. What is clutch? In rugby league senses, yeah. if you do nothing the entire game, if you can feel goal, you still clutch. I, I mean, I mean, the the equivalent, I guess, would be the punter in the uh, sorry, the kicker in the NFL. But their whole job is to kick. I like this comparison with Nathan Cleary. He's nothing but an NFL. He's nothing kicker. but an NFL kicker. <laughs> Let's run with that. <laughs> okay, next question comes from Butsy Triple Eight. Who will rule Westeros in the end? And what's your best Game of Thrones fan theory? Either of you got any of those? No. Um, I think the real winner of the Game of Thrones will be the friends we made along the way. As I saw a good tweet, Daenerys is going to blow a three-dragon lead. I did see that, <laughs> and it made me laugh. But yeah, uh, Cersei, I haven't got any fan theories anymore. I think they've gone too far. Haven't all the theories been d- gone and done? If only there was some kind of book you could read. But that, that, you can't read it you anymore, though. go that far, <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, at Jack Cronin says, Where do you send a Moses by? He's shown promise, but is now six years in, and there's still a bunch of question marks around his game. Will he get that much better, or is this, or is this him as close to finished product? No, I think we're there, and I also think that you know sometimes guys are just average first graders, and that's yeah. fine. Yeah, that's it. He's a average to good first grader. Has some great games. Has and some then, good games. Yeah. Has some. Stinkers. You probably can't win a comp with him as your like chief playmaker, but if he's your fourth best spine player, you probably yeah. could. He looked better at the Bulldogs because he was doing more than a normal fullback. Cause he had to do kicking and everything as well, and that's just it. He's got a more peeled back role at the Tigers. Maybe he'll. Show some more in the coming weeks, but he's just a solid player. He's like, you know, the I think he's sixth a per- to tenth best fullback. He he's be, like a perfect fit for the Tigers, well, yeah, in my opinion. But like, if he was the six on like the Storm, the Roosters, or the Rabbitohs, they could still win a comp. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, yeah, exactly. Uh, Michael Darren seventy nine. He's got three questions. He's back with the multi questions. Yeah. One: Were the Bulldogs extremely good yesterday, or the Storm off? I think the Bulldogs were great. So do I. I don't think the Storm yeah. were particularly bad either. I think the Bulldogs just played really well. They yeah. played it. They they wanted it. They yeah. were they yeah. were yeah. up for it. I think saying the Storm off, off is a bit of a cop out and riding out off how the Bulldogs played. It wasn't like the yeah, Storm I making agree. a lot of mistakes or anything. The Bulldogs no. just p- took it to them the entire game. It wasn't like the Storm were dropping ball and making mistakes. Only one who really played belt bad for the Storm was Brody Croft, and that's like every other week. Sorry, when I said that if mm. Moses Zembai played for the Storm, they could win. That was with Munster going to seven. I should, yeah. I should have clarified that. <laughs> um, just, a, just a hot take on the on the Bulldogs' performance. Maybe it was that they didn't want to give up Haslam's record. 
There you go. That was Hasm was I'm a fan of it. Because Hazem was at the game. Don't Not forget. against us. Mm. Yeah. So now that he's going to get it in Townsville in front of like 12 people. Good yeah. on you, good on you, Cam. Is our next question he's record-breaking was, game. Mm. Good for him. What will Bungard eat at the footy now after becoming vegetarian? Well, I don't eat at the. F- I didn't eat at the footy to begin with because so, like it's uh, expensive. I'm gonna, so entitlement and wind- <laughs> that's what he'll eat at the footy. <laughs> It's expensive, and I don't like going to the food stands missing, like, you know, the game I paid to be there to watch. Fair point. Yeah. Fair point. Have you guys ever seen me eat at the football? No. Yeah. Oh, I've got, a, I've got a dad joke for you. Okay. Okay. You, you see, there was, a, uh, there was a Harvard study out the other week that nine out of every ten vegans has constipation. Mm-hmm. It happens what, uh, what happen- goes on in vegans stays in vegans. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's a dad joke. So what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas? It's not very good. It's not good. No, it's a dad, bad dad joke. Was it's it good. worth it? No, it wasn't. But no, yeah. I think it was only 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. That was right. good. The dad joke that you could have said for that question would you go, oh, I could eat a hot dog because they don't have any meat in them anyway. Because <laughs> they don't. That was as bad as mine. Both, we both suck. <laughs> <laughs> We're not dads yet. We need to work on our dad game. Maybe we impregnate somebody. Please uh, don't, no. don't feel <laughs> no. the need, either of you. Uh, next. No. <laughs> Michael's asked... What are the roles of the dudes in the coach's box with the laptops? What data can they access? Nothing. They're, just, they're just playing solitaire. No. Um, so those are the, the guy at Canterbury is just mining on Dean Pay's RuneScape account for him. <laughs> Bitcoin the, he's mining grinding hard. while the game is going <laughs> he's on. He's grinding. Using public Wi-Fi to get his torrent <laughs> going. No, those are the analysts, mate. So um, some of them you'll see, probably only see one or two laptops. Some of them have four screens set up. And they have data, They have access to all the data live, for example. So depends on the team and what they're monitoring. But some of them like monitoring play the ball location to see where teams are attacking. You know, they like to see if you know where, where a team sets building. Some of them like to monitor the interchange flow just to see who's, how many interchanges they've used, who's gone on and off the field. You know, basic stuff like that too, using the play the ball data or whatever the, the coach wants. Each coach has, you know, 8 to 10 KPIs that's their own data KPI or so that are tracking on the ga- and during the game. For example, one of the clubs is the KPI that doesn't sound like anything, but one of the KPIs is that on, a, on fifth tackle, was it a fast or quick play of the ball? Yes. Was the kick good? Which is their own definition. Yes. And then were there two or more, so three or more tacklers in the kick chase? Yes. That is a data thing they track every game. Hmm. And that's the difference between like what coaches use for data and what fans do. They're not looking at just tackles. They're looking at a combination of things of how they, how they do data. So yeah, yeah it's all, that's what they've got on their screens, mate. Or they've got the entire data set live, essentially, which... Yeah which fans don't really have access to, or they do, but not in the same displays. It's the same kind of thing as, like, you have... Play, like, the the rules have been changed in football now to allow, like, iPads mm. on the yep. bench so that te- so that teams can see, for example, like, specific players' heat maps or specific players' touch maps and, mm-hmm. and moving them and moving the attack and, and, and where they're being able to play through the channels and things like that. Same, as you're saying, same yep. kind of thing. Fans don't have that until after the game yeah. but they'll obviously have it all live yeah. and they'll have somebody up in the stands who's watching the game and feeding them feeding yeah them and some well. of them do have they'll have the broadcast feed plugged into that certain laptop and they'll have a capture device on the laptop grabbing the vision so by the time they go to half time they actually can go down mm. to the boys at half time and say hey look here's where they're starting their sets and where they're attacking so you'll see for example if you're watching a, a Parramatta game you might see them whilst Blurt Ferguson takes a run early they work towards the left because on tackle four they want to spread towards Moses you'll, you'll notice that pattern and then they'll show some vision of what they're doing and they get the boys to fix on and fix it up. It's yep. not just super coach data that people think it matters in rugby league. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> it's not. You mean to tell me that they're not stat padding for my super coach team? Yeah, exactly. What a shock. Oh, damn it. Uh, Miss Sonus Triple Eight. If you became ridiculously wealthy and had your own private zoo, so it's wildlife sanctuary, so I guess like a greenhouse for you, Bungard, I guess. 
Not an aviary for you, Mitch. Well, yeah. Which animal is your top priority? Well, I think yours would be all the birds. Right. I, so then I you could them keep there, them all in one I could blow spot. them up. <laughs> yeah, you just keep them in there. Yeah, by the way, I found out Brian Fletcher was afraid of birds as well, so he's now my new man. Instant respect. That's a good respect. But, yeah. uh, well, I guess that's a good thing about China. All the birds are dead. I like that one over there. Yeah. Like, but Bunga, what would you do at your greenhouse? Um, get some big old tortoises. They just munch on everything, on all the lettuce. Oh, all the okay. leaves. I think yeah. you're going to munch on a tortoise. Like, is, that, <laughs> is that different? Because <laughs> um, they're chill and they live forever, so I wanted to be sad about them dying. That's true. <laughs> See, I want my animals to be in pain when, like, when they die. It makes them taste better. <laughs> <laughs> so I come, I'll eat, I'll eat your damn tortoise. <laughs> it's time to eat my fictional well, tortoise. What do I, what do I feel like, is it like, like an oyster? Do you boil them when they crack open? I mean, again, I would not know. <laughs> well, you, nor will I ever know. You, you get one, we'll find out. <laughs> Please don't eat my tortoise. <laughs> See, the good thing about a tortoise for me... What's your animal, though? ...is they don't run away. Because they can't. Um, what would be my animal? Uh, I would get a small horse. Like a baby horse or one of those horses that is just smaller? Just a small horse. horse. Okay. So not like a Shetland pony? like a, no, just think, a uh, maybe, like an, maybe like an Icelandic horse where it's between like a full-size horse and an, a, a Shetland pony, but they can carry heaps of weight. That's awesome. So yeah. then like they can carry my washing to the line. Yeah, stuff like that. A little horse. I'll just get a sloth because I feel like I don't have to do anything with it. You <laughs> just like hang in a tree. That's it's fine. like a it's like a Christmas ornament. You just put it, it up there. Twenty minutes later, you come back still yeah. there. Exactly. I'm gonna tie my social life down by, to a bloody zoo. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Mess on us, Ozil. Should Foxtel implement a feature whereby, regardless of which channel you're watching, whenever Bellamy's bunker is happening, the channel changes over so everyone can hear what great <laughs> insights like great pressure and excellent work from the halves there led to a try. Could just. <laughs> Some woman's watching Grand Designs Australia. <laughs> yeah. and Craig Bellamy just comes oh. on and starts ranting about just, forward passes. Just like a little yeah. picture in picture. Great work there. It's the best idea. Sally and heard. David are looking to implement a modernist <laughs> design in their lounge room. Yeah, really like that work. Yeah. Thanks, Bellyak. Yeah. Thought you liked those clean lines. <laughs> uh, Brett Shanks uh, asks, how long until they change the territory's name from ACT to CNK? We're working on it. Yeah. Surely... Surely, I saw there was that one article today. What about Bateman's Bay changing to John yeah, Bateman's Bay? Sixty people have signed a petition, so that, was, <laughs> so that was worthy of a yarn. We could get a joke petition with sixty signatures on it. Surely, no joke. Excuse, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. Benno Wallace says, "How sick of you having to listen to the Golden Point argument every time a game goes to extra time." I don't like it. Well, I don't have to listen to it. That's yeah, true. that's why you turn <laughs> off the. Uh, I turn off the. Music. I, I, I'm not exaggerating. I do not watch any of like the rugby league shows. At all. Neither. I just watch the games and nothing else because it's just such drivel. Mm. It's garbage. And The only time I watch them is if I, ca- like if I leave the TV running. I read heaps on heaps of sites, don't get me wrong, yeah. but like the stuff on TV is just mindless nonsense. Like We got, we got to the end of that game last night. And, uh, Straight off. Like Go find something else. It, we, I think we left the, left the stream on for a little bit, like the, the Foxtel Now or whatever it's called. Left it running for a little bit and I kind of came back to the laptop and I told Sam, turn, turn that off. I, I turned it off. I see enough oh, of that. It's as it like is. the scene in The Simpsons when they're about to see another space launch, and Bart like jumps to like um, change the channel, and it's it's like that with the footy. It's like the footy stays on, and I suddenly see like the professor on my screen for like four seconds, and I'm like, "Fuck!" Yeah. Well, it's yeah. like for me, it was like when Jacob Trebowitz did not do it with his hands on the Matty John show last night. It was like moment started. He's like, "Hands are you know." Where do I put my awkward, feet? Yeah, we could awkward die on TV. He's like, "Turn this shit off." Yeah. yeah. Uh, awkward TV hands, though, one of my favorite things. <laughs> Just a great thing to watch. Uh, Butsy Triple Eight says, "How hard is it to get a live camera angle that shows if a field goal goes over?" I am a huge like this yeah. pisses me off. Uh, well, you see the difference between this is actually an advantage of Channel Nine 
who's got more cameras at the game. Mm. That's uh, they, the channel. I don't have more cameras down the end than what. Than when you what know Fox that do. they're almost Fox definitely going to take a field goal shot, just pan to the camera you go to for like conversions. Yep. And yeah, if yeah. they don't take it, quickly pan back. How difficult is it? But you might. I, yeah. Do you ever know when they kick the field goal? I just wait for the crowd. I have no idea otherwise. Yeah, but some of them got excited this week to a, to a wrong field goal. The crowd lied to us. They did actually. <laughs> That's true. But it's like, the, yeah, just go to that, like in the NFL, go to the screen where they're behind the sticks, so I know. But if they don't, haven't got the angle, they can't. Yeah, the the best angle is the one in the corners. It's it's uh, if you look, so you'll notice now. If I've now I've mentioned it to you, but when you watch Channel Nine game next, you'll notice that they go to the end on, which is behind the the camera. Yep. For every try, you'll now notice Foxtel don't do whatever. Fox yeah, Fo- don't do whatever. Fox uh, haven't got as many cameras. Newcastle have Newcastle have got that big camera on a stick, I think. Yeah, like that, the one yeah. at the one at the northern yeah, end. But they should just chuck one behind the post, though. They should. Yeah. Also, uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye. Mm. That yeah, should, be, that ball should be like the only good use of like the drone thing. This is be the thing. For this exact situation. Yeah, there should be a Golden Point drone. Bring him up for a right, Golden Point. We're, we're <laughs> cooking. This we're is a good it. idea. Hey, we've got it's, go- it's painted gold. It yeah. is. <laughs> it's like the snitch. No, it, yeah. And there's one of the players is one of the heavily concussed players thinks he's in Harry Potter. I'm and assuming tries to if you it. can't kick a field goal, if you hit the drone, that's also the yeah. game's over. I'm assuming, okay. that, I'm assuming that all the Penrith get, players will get be scared. on the blower. Yeah. We've, Penrith we've done it. Terrified we've, of this we've fixed footy. The Golden Point drone. I'm in on that. That's a great idea. Yeah, that, you're getting promoted tomorrow, Dale. I, <laughs> I cannot wait to have to cut fucking. Can you 80, genuinely pitch that to your bosses? Eighty minutes Can, no, of dr- yeah. drone pitch, footage. Pitch it. I am. We're pitching am, it right now. Pitch it. Actually, we'll stop this podcast. We're gonna, we're gonna <laughs> make a phone call. They'll listen to this tomorrow and be like, "Hang on, that's actually a really good idea." Yeah, Jack, that was my idea, definitely. Said, has Paul, Go- Paul Green made a single correct decision coaching a roster since 2015? The increasingly poor decisions of Paul Green. <laughs> <laughs> he said, the team had everything in place to handle the Thurston transition in a storm-like manner, and he absolutely blew it. They were really good for like three weeks in 2017, and we yeah. all got excited. Well, he, he actually makes a good point there. As I've seen some Cowboys fans saying, what would you do if your team won the comp? You wouldn't just kick them all out. And it's like, well... No, the Storm do that like every three years. Like The Storm with 2016 and 2018 grand finals, and nine, they only had nine of the same players in the team. It's like... Exactly what what uh, Jack just said. They had the players set up to come through. They had uh, Billy Kickow. They had Reese Martin and Rizzo. They had Jerome Hughes. They had Br- uh, Brandon Smith. They had uh, Kalen Ponga. All these guys are ready to take those jobs. And then and, they just uh, did yeah. it. <laughs> Cohen Hess did, though. <laughs> and they let Ethan Lowe <laughs> They did. So... And, 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 oh, they had Felice Kafusi as well. Just and, some bizarre and you say, like the, yeah. the point about like the storm is that at the at the start of every season, and obviously I'm not in their recruitment department, but at the start of every season, I assume that they look through the list and go, "Who is good enough?" Like, and that I feel is or, the very well, basic. Think, or who thing. is worth this? I think loyalty is important thing. in sport. Not enough. Yeah. Not enough. Uh, not enough players, fans, or teams show enough loyalty, in my mm. opinion. But. Mm. I think they've been too loyal to a fault for the few of these guys. Yeah. It's going to hurt them for the next few years. Yeah, Paul McAnderson, 78. Settle a bet. It's Isaac, Isaac Luca, Premiership winner. Well, you've asked the wrong podcast. Uh, yes. No. What are you talking no. about? What? I'm kidding. Hang on. <laughs> Wait. Are you saying no? <laughs> He's a Premiership. He's not a grand final winner. Yeah. Okay. Premiership won a Premiership. Winner. Oh, yeah. You can't really say won a grand final because yeah. he physically didn't play, but yeah. he's definitely a Premiership winner. No, I, I do think that whole thing, only 17 players won, it was done. What a load of trash. He was yeah. probably our third best player that year maybe fourth yeah. if, top if, five at least because you know how in the Premier League you have to play a certain number of games to yeah. get a medal Mark Schwartz didn't get a medal when Leicester won the what's league. so the, who isn't one is Nathan Merritt well he's, no, he, he's he, the one yeah. he played plenty of games that year like ten least. games at the start or something. Yeah, that's well, maybe that's the cu- maybe that's the cutoff. You play until uh, if you if you make ten did he, appearances. Did he get the March Premiership ring? 
did even Nathan Merritt. I think, the, dra- I think even the, dra- the dragons have the all dragons of them. Have <laughs> I just want to get through this podcast once <laughs> and not have to talk about Nathan Merritt. <laughs> Sorry, well, because it makes new- me have sad. Have I got news for you? It won't be this week. <laughs> and then on a semi-related matter, he says, who is with your Kiwi hooker? Brandon Smith and Nathaniel Roach or Danny Levi? Well, it's not Danny Levi. No. Brandon Smith for now. Uh, Nathaniel Roach has a lot of potential, though. He, lo- he, lo- he looks... He looks red hot to take over, but also he's been injured like a million times every time he's played. Hmm. Brandon Smith is one of those interesting guys. I don't know if he turns into a full-time hooker or if he just turns into a, just a full-time madman in the middle kind of thing. You know, just Again, an another player who is a lot of fun. Great nickname, the Wombat. Fantastic nickname. Yes, true. Especially for a Kiwi. Uh, Brett O'Shank says, Why does God hate the good people of the hunter and who do we need to sacrifice to make peace with him? Mm, good people. And I'm going to give an answer from one of the fans, not from me, because it's better than my answer. He said, mate, he was there for a few years. You guys cracked the shits at him when Tinklin went bust and stopped paying him in the players, so he left. There you go. Boom. So God hates good people. <laughs> I agree. You were, you, you were gifted with the greatest coach in Australian professional sports history, and you ran him out of town. What was that? Uh, what was the banner? Greg Hamrick, how's God doing? <laughs> yeah, I think that, was that is what it said. Uh NRL Physio is here with a question. Now, oh. we discussed this question a few times over the weekend. This is worth talking about. But he's reshaped it to say, yeah. name your sec- second to fifth best fullbacks in NRL because Nickel Clock stands default number yeah. one. Okay, so Dale, we'll, we'll, we had a long well, chat about this. So, basically, Mitch has come to the realisation that there aren't very many good fullbacks. So, we're kind of discussing... Agree with we're Brian discussing, raised this with me, NRL Physio. Oh, did he? He, okay, came he raised it first. So, discussing naming our top five fullbacks in the league. And we all had like three off the top. We were all like, right. So it's all, it's it's RTS, Teddy and Turbo in some order, right? Yep. And then Pong is probably fourth. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then at five, we were just sort of like, who is it? Who? And we didn't know. We we are, we are floated Gutho, we floated Chans. Mm. On their day kind of thing though. Yeah. yeah. And we really generally couldn't think of like a slam dunk fifth best fullback in the comp. And it's and just a funny transition, right? Because you look five years ago, it's like... Five years ago, the Storm had Billy Slater, South had Greg Inglis. Um, Broncos had actual Darius Boyd yeah, a few years ago. You had yeah. Ben Barber, whatever. And he's, like, there was a point there when Ben Barber was like Queensland's fourth best fullback and he'd won the Dally M. Yeah. And you've gone through this now and it's like there's like four to five good fullbacks and just meh. It feels, a lot, it feels like that in a lot of positions though, to be fair. Like you could say the same thing about halfbacks. Yeah. Like there are like four... Top line halfbacks and then several not good ones. Yeah, I think fullback will be good again in a year's time, which is going through a bit of a transition because yeah. somebody moved on. But it is weird to sit there now and think, oh, here's four great fullbacks, and then and is this guy who wasn't in first grade last year very much and is now like the Canberra starting fullback? Can he be the fifth be- best already? Maybe. Yeah, it's probably Ma- Gutho after probably last Gutho, week. But, yeah. I-, I would say Gutho yeah. would probably be mine. Yeah, it's just it's, it's a bizarre one, hey? Like because yeah, years ago you had situations where like. The 14th best fullback was pretty decent. Now there's like seven terrible ones. By, by the same token, I think you would struggle naming in order the five worst fullbacks. Let's not do that. We want no, I know. But I mean, you would struggle. I could name them, but in order. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Miss Honest Eight says, Sims family, disliked by Knights and Broncos fans. It's just the way bridges are mended. A knight and Knights fans finally admit the Broncos won the Alpha Combination. I don't know how that question goes. Can you read? No. <laughs> that, that's how it's written. Oh, okay. You read that. You read that. You tell me. I'll have a crack at this. Sims family. See, mm. I thought you said since family. No, so Sims I'm very family. confused. Dale. Sims family. Mm. They're disliked by the Knights and Broncos fans. Is this the way bridges are mended? And Knights fans can finally admit that the Broncos won the Alpha so they, in 97. Sims family hate us to unite the Broncos. Surely it'd be more likely to be the Wayne Salt the Earth takes 
which would not unite me, but other idiots would think if the Broncos go bad this year, Wayne salted the earth like they thought when they not when he left Newcastle, which he did not salt there either. He salted that something. seems like that would be the biggest bridge because yeah. a lot of fans from both of those teams don't like Wayne Bennett because yeah. they're silly. Yeah. Mr. Arnold Estrapolate again says, AB versus Juju. Why did AB attack him on social media? So this is about Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. Just enjoying my most hated team in professional sports melting down. That's it. It's good. <laughs> uh, Eddie NZ says, in honour of Kofi Mania, so this is WrestleMania takes. Great day. Who is the current B-plus player of the NRL? What does B-plus mean? Is that so, like take? All right. So here's the story. So Daniel Bryan was the underdog for a long time. The authority, which was Vincent, Stephanie, and Triple H, said he was only a B-plus player. And even though the fans loved him, they wouldn't put him in the main event. He won his way in. Won the main event at WrestleMania, beat Triple H, and then he beat Randy Orton and Batista to win the WWE Championship at WrestleMania. And now, come three years later, he's a bad guy. And now they, he derisively calls Kofi Kingston a B-plus player. It was a big part of their storyline. And Kofi Kingston beat him today to become WWE Champion. The first... Some people are saying the first black WWE Champion ever. So, good on him, if that's true. Because they don't count some, The Rock. They don't what? count The Rock because he's Samoan. Samoan, that's not yeah. black. Apparently, yeah, so, apparently. Um... So the question is like Who's the first apparently yeah because they Booker don't count T? like no they don't count the world heavyweight championship no, they're just drawing some weird lines in there I, I agree with you yeah. but whatever this is just so, what people yeah. are saying it's like AFL kind of first <laughs> it is yeah. um, so I guess the question is who's someone that they think is pretty good that can't make the leap to being like a superstar but, but does in the end yeah, but does in, in the WrestleMania end. so hmm. the correct answer is Luke Keery yes. He's a B Good answer. Pat Lawrence 26. What should be the solution for the shit show that is the SCG schedule slash surface? Is it a step too far to suggest that one day a player will sue for damages based on service being unfit? No. For purpose? I don't think it is. Yeah, unless I think it, unless it's illegal for them to do that. I'm sure know. there's something they can't do that with. Probably. Surely the insurance has been covered forever. Players Union can. I don't know. Point is, Sydney FC have already moved games away from there and hopefully the Roosters follow suit because it's it's a disgrace. Um, And the, the thing with the, the Sydney game, and I don't we're not going to harp on the A League on this podcast. We do that more than enough. Mm. That it's just like, what are we? What are we doing? Like, why are the Roosters playing there? Um, why are they playing there? They there's could, nowhere like, else, right? But they got to play North Sydney Oval or something. Yeah. They got to do. They got to do something. And because the situation is close to untenable at this point, like the ground has been an absolute joke every every single week. I'm shocked it took what five weeks, and it was a different sport for a player to get a knee injury. But and the Sydney, the, the pitch at the Sydney game is doesn't even run. Parallel to the pitch at the All right. at the Brisbane. Can one of you explain why it's so bad? Is there a reason for why? it? Why it's got the raised center of the uh, center yeah, of the so, pitch so as the well. Pi- the pitch is the pitch is a pitch. It's yeah, the, it's t- sort of. But they play AFL there, right? Um, no one ever complains about it. Yeah, but that's AFL. That's not a real sport. I agree with that. Yeah. but they're still running around. If, if I remember correctly, somebody mentioned this to me at work the other day. That there was an incident a few. many years ago now, before the MCG had a drop-in pitch, where somebody did a career-ending knee injury on the MCG. Slipped, blow their knee out, stopped playing AFL. Right. The MCG and all other pitches in Australia now have drop-in wickets, and Sydney is the only pitch, the only cricket ground, test cricket ground, that doesn't have a drop-in pitch. Because even Monica has a drop-in. And that's crazy and they've to only me played because they have there. a full... Like, even if the Roosters and Sydney FC weren't playing there, they have a full-time AFL team that plays there. Yeah. Hmm. So, I don't know. That's bizarre. Yeah, look, I think we're going to end this season with, like, I don't know where they play, North Sydney? Maybe even... Western Sydney Stadium, like who knows? Yeah. Which would be bizarre, but again, like I don't think it would affect their crowd numbers all that much. They would get honest. more away fans, probably. Probably, yeah. Uh, and it's like I'm not a holder culturist, so I don't know what happened with the pitch. But it doesn't look like the grass is taken either. If you get me, you know, sometimes they lay a new pitch and the outfield just hasn't taken. It looks like it's so loose. The turf on top. The the the. How how early did you guys get to the game on Thursday? Oh, uh, not not at seven thirty. Did not you notice that there was a cover over the square? 
No, they missed the cover. They had they had the covers on. But it's like... Like per a cricket pitch. Like When's the next cricket game being played there? Like six months? Yeah, at least. And and the the test, I think the test series, uh, the test, the way that it's going to work next year is that the it's going to be in cricket mode until April. Yeah. So like they can't play there. They're going to they start c- losing money if they don't sort something about it. Yeah. But I mean, as as you say, disgrace. we're we're sh- we're not far away. Because they're like, not playing. Honestly, if this stays like this, the, the grand final won't be there. Something will have to change. No, no I mean, they're not playing like that. It shouldn't be there because you can't yeah. fucking see anything. It shouldn't it be should there. Should be at Suncorp regardless. Yeah. But whatever. Oh, how many how many seats does that new Western Sydney Stadium hold? 30, 30k. No, not I not still rather a thirty k in a good stadium. Oh, no, I would too, but they just never do it. Yeah. Uh, Gilbert or Gillard? Is there a nickel clock at Ireland yet? And if so, can I join? I think that's New Zealand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I do like uh, the Norwegians. It's the, it's it's what two Norwegians in oral history, and they both played. Uh, two of the best five fullbacks right now are from the Nordic countries. Yeah, but this is what they got. Nickel clock stats. So he's uh, half Norwegian, and Tom Leroy Lars was the other one. Good stat. There you go. Good for, the, for those playing Norwegian trivia at home. Stat. What's Tommy Large up to these days? I don't know. Remember, he was good for like three years. Harry Ramage will know. Yeah, he we'll will. Sure. Doing now. <laughs> his, his folks are from... He's uh, actually pickling and brining heroin. Herring. Heroin. Heroin. Heroin as well. Pickled heroin. Pickled and brined. Maybe he was the guy well, who was found with 60 kilos of weed in his car. If you want to skip Saturday, Saturday, Friday night's bad football games, pickled heroin. Maybe <laughs> crack that out with uh, Tom Leroy Lars. Acidic and sleepy. Uh, Josh Robert 44 Also if you had to shut down One street anywhere in Australia To protest and disrupt Everyone's day Where would you do it And for what cause Here we go I know what he's doing He's doing it in Redford Outside the bunker For <laughs> just any cause <laughs> For me Anzac Parade When Darius Boyd Is in drop tomorrow I'm going up there I've got a, got a sign on my chest I'll get out in front Of Anzac Parade And show those fat cats In NRL I mean business I don't know what business I mean but <laughs> I'm shutting down I'm shutting down Moorpark Road Until Clover lets us play A game at Redford Yeah well, That's fair enough Nothing for your, your beloved animal friends? <laughs> <laughs> you are such a dickhead. He now just calls them the O's. <laughs> the O's. <laughs> uh, Tom Leroy Lars is currently a trainer for the Great Northern Tigers under-16s. I've heard our story. Oh, okay. Dale, you got a street you'd like to shut down for a cause? Uh, all streets. <laughs> I'd like to shut down Mike Skinner's I career. Do. I would do. Um, Bartsy Triple Eight. Why have the Tigers not had a great field goal kicker since Pat Richard, Richards? Richard. Jeez, he has been well, playing with Catalan for too long. Do, do clubs place enough importance on finding goal kickers? No, they don't. As evidenced by the fact that there's like four guys in the NRL, in the NRL who know how to drop kick a football. Um, we watched the nines well, and saw that none of them could that drop was, kick. I mean, that should have been a huge red flag for like almost every team. Hmm. But th- also, th- Braith and Astor are still playing. I think it's a major problem that it's shown that it's doing extras as field goals. If you get me, like, Joanna Sarko is our goal kick, field goal kicker, but he did it doing extras on his own. It's like, why is this, like, not a part of the routine every week? Like, on Captain's Run, we'll set for four field goals. Yeah. Maybe it is a thing. Maybe it is, and it's just not pressure when you're doing that or something. But you're right. It looks some games like I this. mean, that is probably true. Yeah, some but of I'm sure like, all these kickers like conversion wise bang over ninety percent of training. They would, but it's yeah. like, mate, it just seems like sometimes they get to it, they don't even know where to set. It's bizarre. And the point that you make about goal kicking, the Dragons have Tim Laffey kicking. And that one's have, weird. They How have bad. Zach Lomax, who has like a ninety percent kicking rate, playing cup, who is better than Ravalawa. Oh man, Ravalawa, don't start mate, me again. I, I'm not, a, I'm not a genius, but that Venn diagram is a sphere. Like, I know Ravalawa sucks. Mm. T- Lomax can kick two and two doesn't have it to equal five. Like, I, I get that Pong is really good when he gets like down a, down a short side or a really long open and he's got four on four. You know he's the fullback and only playmaker. He's got the three edge players. Yeah, I know he's really good there, but Ravalava made him look, made him look even better. But like, again, you had a four on four and Ravalava came in 
like and and the the other try like consistently Ravalawa looks like he's out getting hot chips like he's that far out of position yeah he's just off anyway go learn and reserve grade but yeah I don't know why the Tigers haven't got a great field goal kicker but I honestly feel like the answer is Moses Empire and the fact he's the captain it's also weird he didn't step up in fairness it's probably usually Benji right Benji would it take? would be if he was fit yeah, if he was saying now yeah. but yeah uh, Murray EH does clear you have the bottle or was it a fluke well, he's got the bottle because he actually had the ball step on his bang it. That's for sure. He's got the bottle. Like, yeah. There's guys like, you know, my man Ben Hunt's avoided it forever. The only shot he took on the weekend was, was like a 50-meter one, you know? Mm. So, clearly, he's obviously got the bottle for the situation. He's shown that. But I mean, yeah. bottle is not his problem. It's the rest of, it's the, rest of the, game. the container. Yeah. That's good. Mm. That's good. It's so all bottle and no You've milk. had some red meat this week, though. Yeah, yes, I have. <laughs> my brain's firing on all cylinders. <laughs> all that iron. Um, and then... Uh, Pat Lawrence, 26, has said he's going to be disappointed if this week's pod is not an hour of they've forgotten how to lose. <laughs> we don't have that drop on that. <laughs> uh, a few more like questions. Here we go. Tanger underscore anger. He watched eight hours of WrestleMania today and did not see a single attempt at a leg screw that Vinvalo pulled on Meany. Should Daniel Vito come back and run out from the crowd one week to put Vinvalo in a sharp shit who have become the biggest baby face in the NRL? Yes, he definitely should. Uh, Vito wrestled this weekend at uh, WWE Access. So, um, what happened to uh, Ronda Rousey getting dropped on her head? That was fun. Yeah, she lost. Mm. Becky um, two belts. Unlucky. World champion. Yeah. So, uh, Danny time. Boy 1995 says, Who sinks more beers after a Broncos L? Jimmy the Jet or Mitch? Wow, that was <laughs> good question. So I thought that day it was me, but it turns out it wasn't. Yeah, well, I mean, you didn't take four people to carry you home. <laughs> I didn't. Well, there's four, there's four people, four <laughs> fellas. Yeah. But yeah, uh, and again, he says, which is more of a broken record? Smith breaking points, scoring, and attendance records, both in the same game, or Gaznia's last for King Kalen's sword? Mm. Oh, it's, oh, we didn't mention that news. Gaznia's working for the Knights now. So good. Just get, to be closer to Kalen. Yeah, getting paid and peaks in the bathroom. You <laughs> 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 give me, if I knock my head in there three times a week, I'll do it for free. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. How is he allowed to coach with an AVO? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, anyway, I think that's all the questions. Yeah. Well, another another wonderful week of rugby league podcasting. Oh, uh, good save. Uh, <laughs> thank you, gentlemen. That's a good save. The rugby league was not. Yeah. Thank Hope, you, Dale. Hopefully, a, a much better week this week. All I'm right. saying is when Bungard ate steak, rugby league was good. Yep. No longer eat steak, rugby league bad. Mm. I take full responsibility. <laughs> you should. Join the dots, people. Join <laughs> the dots. Oh, uh, look. I mean, we can't rule out that every single thing that's wrong with rugby league at the moment is my fault. We can come <laughs> harder. It cannot be ruled out. Me and you Maybe correlation does equal causation. Maybe it does. Just Dale. this once. Maybe it does. Goodbye. Hey, don't write yourself off yet. It's only in your head you feel left out or look down on. Just try your best. Try everything you can. And don't you worry what they tell themselves. You're Just like everything, everything will be just fine. Everything, everything will be.
myself off the 